This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. Freezing cold in ancient shoes all. You're the cold maze, say one. Freezing cold in ancient shoes all. All right. Feels good to be back. There it goes. It does feel good to be back. It feels real good. Feels good to hear that music. Oh, yeah. What's going on here? I can't hear myself now. I can't either. Maybe that's better. That better? Yeah. All right. They can hear us out there, though. They sure can. I'm glad they can. It's all that really matters. I feel like we need like a way to start. Like you know, like Howard Stern does. Hey now, hey now, hey now. I'm trying to think of something. I like hey now. Hey now is great. It's just like the perfect way to be like, yeah, we're gonna get started, kind of on our own terms. Hey and now. Roderick goes, and good afternoon or good evening. Welcome on into the St. Louis Happy Hour podcast. Yeah. Structured. Very structured. 748 in St. Louis, 83 degrees outside. <laughs> it is 748 on Monday night. Do you watch local news? Sometimes. Yeah, I did tonight, as a matter of fact. Really? Yeah. What is your choice normally? Do you watch the 245? Oh, I like I like it when Doug's on. Yep, Channel 4. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Channel 4 guy. I, Although I, I like Frank a lot, though, too. Yeah. And I, I mean, I like all those guys, actually. Yeah, because I, I know all of them. Right. Yeah, I don't know Martin as well as I know Charlie. Yeah, yeah. I worked with Charlie more. I've only met Martin like once or twice. Yeah. And then I've you know I worked with Frank a lot, and Frank's, Frank's always like, "I love your voice." Thanks, Frank. <laughs> He's great. <laughs> Frank is such a nice guy. Rennie uh, Knott's great. Yeah, Rennie. I've only met him once. Yeah, Rennie's a great guy. Yeah. So before the actually the first time I met Rennie, I've heard, I don't know if I've ever told the story before. No. So for those who aren't from here, some of our listeners, Rennie Knott is a uh, now a morning news man here uh, for our NBC affiliate. Yeah, and but he was a sports director for a long time, probably 10, 12 years. Long time. Yeah. Did, didn't he just come after Bush? Wasn't he the replacement for Mike Bush? He was. He, okay, was, my, so he, wasn't, yeah. he was Mike Bush's replacement. And I think Mike Bush was like 2001, something like that, maybe? Early 2000s. Yeah. Early to mid, but like early mid. Yeah. Before 2005. Yes, you're right. Rennie's definitely was... Was a sports director for a long time. He's doing a live stand up at Ballpark Village outside Bush Stadium, mm-hmm. and this was the first, so this would have been 2013 because it was the first year CBS Sports 920 was on the air. Okay, and I walk up to him and do the intro to the show. He goes, "Hey, you're that guy." I said, "Yeah, I got I mean to Hanselman." He goes, "Hi, Ronnie Not. Very nice to meet you." It's amazing how many people know that opening. Well, I mean, I did it on purpose just to walk up. To the, the, oh yeah, just so he just so he'd know who I yeah. was. Yeah. So he goes, oh, you're that guy. I'm like, yeah, I'm Andy. Yeah. I'm you do have the most distinct voice. I've known, I mean, I think like, uh, like not to put you like up against Howard Stern, but like Howard Stern has an extremely distinct voice. Like, Absolutely. If does. you've ever heard Howard once, you know who Howard Stern is voice wise forever. Oh, I mean, and I know I've talked about this. Like I was out of Normandy one time and I was just talking normally to somebody and like, you're Andy Hanselman. I'm like, yeah, it's not yeah. an act. It's not a voice you put on. It's not like a yeah. broadcast like, who, voice. It's just who your who, voice is, who, who what your voice you, is. Why, why do you know that? Who are you? 
Oh, just a listener. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I watch local news in the morning with Lauren. Lauren and I try to watch it until the baby wakes up, and then it's we have to watch something child-related, you know, like little baby bum. And see, we, we're both, we sleep to the last minute. Do you really? Yeah. Do you drink coffee when you wake up? No, I get, when I get to work. Oh, I'm instant. Like, I wake up for five minutes and I have a cup of coffee. I know it's awful for my heart. I'm sure it's just terrible. Really? Yeah, within five minutes. Otherwise, I would literally just go back down. Do you have a Keurig or what do you, what do, you Keurig, do? Yeah, 10 seconds. Yeah. But everything I do is so OCD and it has to be done so quickly. Everything I do. I wake up, I get my cup of coffee immediately. And then, like, if on days that I'm not like uh going to work i have to go to the gym right away i have to go right away i don't know what it is i'm always in like a rush i think it's a young man's thing i hope it goes away as i get older but i'm always in a rush are you never in a rush not in the morning i mean i I take that back actually every morning right right but for because you started late yeah because we started because like like this morning like i naturally woke woke up around 6 30 or so okay 6 15 6 30 i looked at my watch and or my uh clock on my phone and i'm like so what is the routine then? So you wake up right around then, and then what do you do? Do you? Oh no no no! Normal time is like seven thirty. Okay, so you woke up by accident. Yeah. Okay. okay yeah, okay. I woke up. Yeah, just naturally at, at that time. Like, okay. Oh, this is way too early. Do you pee in the middle of the night? Once. Once. Mm-hmm. I always pee once in the middle of the night, at least once. Normally, that three o'clock in the morning. No matter what time I go to bed. Yeah. If I go to bed at one in the morning, I'm up at three. If I go to bed at eleven, nine p.m., whatever, I'm up at three. I've got this really fun thing where I go pee for like five seconds. Yeah, isn't it great? It's awful. You feel like you have to pee, and then it, uh, I, I think yeah. we have prostate problems. I don't know what the hell it is. I I, I don't. I, I remember having a small bladder, right? As a young man, okay. As a younger man, the where I'd always have to go pee, like at the bar. Yeah, like I was every, just like, say, does it affect like every you awfully get, at the bar? Like, oh yeah, yeah. Once you break the seal, type time deal, it's over with. Yeah, and yeah. then I think, and I think it's because I just need to work on my core strength. If I if I let it go too long. I'll tittle a little in my, in my undies. <laughs> and it's no good. He's dead serious, too, folks. He's not like, he's looking right at me. He's dead serious. Yeah. <coughs> and it's so fucking embarrassing. Did you pee yourself? No. No. I got some water on myself in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, that was actually, I, I honestly I almost spit my water up when you said that. <clears throat> yeah, I, I have so to I, get up. So when I feel like, so when I, I know that when I feel like I have to go, yeah. I go. Right. Oh, it's just all bad. Have you ever had the bed problem? <clears throat> no. See, I've never had that either. Nope, neither. I've, I've known people. I've yeah. heard of people that, that have that problem where, like, let's say they just drink too much and then they urinate in bed overnight while they're sleeping. I've never had that. I've woke up where it's like, oh, shit, I got to go. But I've never I've never peed the bed, ever. I just heard recently that uh, that someone that I know, yeah. one of their children, went in the bed till they were about 13. Wow. 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 That sucks. That sucks for the parents. Awful. Wow. You're replacing mattresses nonstop. Well, they make those waterproof mattress covers now. Yeah. Thank God. Those are nice. Those are real nice. You got a nice bed? I do have a nice bed. Is it a king? Ever told you my bed story? No. Oh, my God. What have we been doing this whole time? I don't know, but I want to hear it These are great stories. Okay, so we all have to remember, Andy doesn't have the television in his bedroom. Right. He's classy like that. Right. Right. I just don't watch it. All right, so paint me a picture. Talk about this bed. Oh, I mean, no, it's just, it's, there's nothing really special about the bed other than the bed itself and how I got it. Okay. When I had my vacation home, when I was separated, uh-huh. I needed a bed. Uh-huh. And I wasn't about... My vacation home, that's just so perfect, by the way. <laughs> keep going. That caught me off guard. I'm like, oh, okay, that was really good. All right, keep going. 
And so I needed a bed. I wasn't about to go drop a fortune right. on, on, on a mattress or a bed or anything. And they get expensive quick. Real quick. Mm-hmm. So I get on Swap and Sell on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I think it was the Ledoux front neck one. Ledoux front neck. Kirkwood if you're going to buy one, yeah, that's probably where you should buy it. Well, but, here, but here's the story. The gentleman selling the mattresses is actually not from that area. He's just using he's just that. Post, he just posted okay. to that group. Mm-hmm. I have a Tempur-Pedic Supreme okay. king-size mattress. This thing's about a $5,000 mattress. Right. I got it for $350 with the box spring. Brand wow. New. Brand new. You think he just fell off the back of a truck and he's making I don't, full profit? So here's what Not he, that you here's, care. Here's what he says. And I, and, I, and, I, and I bought enough mattresses from this guy now that I believe him. Because okay. I bought them for my mom and dad, yeah. for my grandfather, You're gonna for buy my mother-in-law. And I'll give you the cash. <laughs> <laughs> for my mother-in-law, for my father-in-law. Yeah. Um, and then I, there's a guy that works here. He takes everybody he knows over there, and he's, and he's sold them like 50 mattresses. Okay. So what happens is, it's kind of like a car dealership, where mattress stores cannot sell the previous model years as new on their sales floors. Oh, okay. Okay, yeah. There's a company out of Chicago that they contract out and they sell these things for pennies on the dollar. A five thousand dollar mattress costs about two hundred fifty bucks to make. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean, huge markup. Huge, huge, huge markup. Yeah. So that's that's his story, and he was sticking to it. But I mean, you could tell it was a brand new mattress. You could tell sure. it, and, and it, there were no, there was even a scratch on it. Right. There was nothing. There was nothing wrong with it at all. Right. It was even still wrapped in the plastic. Does he have a store? Is it a store? Well, I mean, if you count seven seven storage units by the airport, a store. No, I don't. But yeah, all right. That's what he has. Nice, good for him. I kind of want to know this guy. His name's Dante. Dante Hampton. I like everything about Dante right now. Dante's a great dude. I I'm, I literally want a new mattress, Lauren, and I need one. <laughs> yeah, I think I would really like Dante. I think I'm going to reach out to him so I can get yeah. a mattress. I'll I'll choose his. I'm not, I'm not kidding so. either. Like I we really need one. Like we got ours from my parents. And it's a king, and it's just, it's about done. So, so we need to look at getting one. At the same time, I was also just looking for a, I just was just looking for a frame. Mm-hmm. Just a regular old frame. Yeah. And so I posted on the fan page, hey, you know, I was willing to pay you. I didn't want it for free. Right. I was like, said, hey, anybody have a king size bed frame that, that, that they need to get rid of? This guy slides into my DMs. He's from Alton. Mm-hmm. And he says, yeah, I should have this Ikea whole bed with a, you know, with a, with a headboard and a footboard and get it's a whole here. bed. He says, he says, you got something to come to come get it with? I said, yeah. He goes, come get it. It's free. Stop it. Seriously? Yeah. See, Lauren and I want to get one of those setups, like, you know, essentially a king size thing, more than just a box spring and a, you know, mattress or whatever. Yeah. So we'd like to get something else. That's, that's the way to go if you can do it. Because they're expensive, man. Like, we started looking at, like, sets for our bedroom. Fuck yeah, they're expensive. It can get, like, 1800 three grand, and it's like, what the hell are we buying here? Like, and it's the best mattress I've ever had in my life. Really? Oh, I sleep like a baby on I it. I hear people that can't afford, and it's very few that I know, but that have like that sleep number bed, they swear by it. Now, I find yep. it strange. I find, but I find it strange, too. This thing, it's it's firm, yeah. but soft. Yeah. So it's like soft, just a little bit on the top, yeah. just so you kind of sink in, so that way your body's kind of all level. Really? But then it's firm right there, it's like about wow. f- about three inches down. It's just all firm. Yeah, and you got a $5,000 mattress for 350 bucks. It's amazing. It's amazing. That's so good. So you wake up. I, I of course, I, I got us way sidetracked. Uh, you wake up in the morning. Okay, so like for me, the first thing I do is grab that cup of coffee and come sit in the bedroom and turn on Channel 4 KMOV so I can watch the news with Lauren before the baby wakes up. What do you do? 
Like, do you like just lay there for a minute and kind of hang out and relax? I wish I, will, I could do that. I will lay in bed for about a minute to two minutes, okay. literally. Yeah. And then I'll get up and go shower. Yeah. See, I couldn't do that without a cup of coffee. I couldn't. Sometimes I brush my teeth first, depending on how bad my breath is. Yeah. See, I, I have OCD things where I have to shower first before I do that. I almost always shower first because my breath is really bad. And, I'll get, yeah. and then you're like, I just want to do this to enjoy gotta, my shower. I got to get this done. <laughs> yeah. I got to get this crap taste out of my mouth. Yeah. <laughs> tastes like I eat poop overnight or something. <laughs> it's the worst, dude. It is the worst. And if you mouth breathe that while you're sleeping that night, oh, it could really be bad. Ridiculous. Yeah. So then, uh, I'll then I'll come back in the bedroom and and get dressed, and you're just ready to roll and head out to work. Are you awake? Or are you a zombie? Mm. You know what I'm saying. This morning I was a zombie. I'm usually awake. Yeah. I'm usually awake. I'm usually pretty, but it's just getting. Getting through that first five minutes. The Sunday to Monday transition is always tough on me. Always. Well, and then we had, a, and then I had a four day weekend. Oh, nice. Yeah. So then you were in relax mode. And oh, then, yeah. Then you got to get your ass into gear. Except for I had, I was, on, I was telling you earlier, I was on the radio both Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, we need to talk about that too. Unexpectedly, I was Saturday was expected. Sunday was a little unexpected. So yeah, I got to run point for both days. I've never run point on the. I think I've run point on the radio once. Yeah, it was fun. Your training comes from here. Yeah, I so, yeah, was totally cool, except for Sunday when I just wasn't prepared at all. So Saturday went well on your uh, on-air stuff? Went very well. Yeah. We, um, did you guys interview anybody good? We did. So, By the way, Andy works uh, has a show on Saturdays and Sundays with uh, our buddy Joe Roderick. Uh-huh, on 590 The Fans from... Uh, on uh, Saturdays, it's from 12 to 2. On Sundays, it's from 11 to 1. It's live and local. Great sports talk on the weekend. Yeah. And Joe's a great guy. Joe Obviously, great you guy. know I love you. Oh, but yeah. Joe is a great guy. Yep, Joe's a great guy. And so give it a listen, folks. So um, trying to keep the local spin on things. I was it's A funny thing happened. I was leaving. I, I play in a golf league over here on this side of the river um, every Tuesday night out at Oak Brook Golf Club. And there were some guys leaving, and they're like, man, you know, there just aren't. They, were t- they have a huge amateur tournament out here at. At the uh, at Oak Brook uh, at the end of every July, it's called the Wilbur Surrey. So kind of kind of a famous deal over here. Okay, my buddy's grandfather's my buddy runs the golf course, and um, like man, yeah, there just aren't enough of those amateur type tournaments going on anywhere in St. Louis, you know, or anywhere close, you know. That's you know, that's really worth our while. Mm. And I just kind of snickered and I thought, you know what, I, I this if people don't know about this stuff. So yep. I had uh, a gentleman by the name of Kurt Rowey. On. And Kurt is the executive director of the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association. Okay. Find them online at metga.org. And what they have is they have all kinds of tournaments for, first of all, they do, they are the, um, they run all of the local USGA qualifiers. Okay. Here in St. Louis. Sure. Or, or in the, I think they just had the, uh, the boys and, or the boys and girls amateur up at, uh, up in Quincy, at Quincy Country Club. Surrounding area. Surrounding area. Yeah. So that's their that's one of their main focuses is is running those and even though like the U.S. Open is over, yeah, they're not even halfway through their qualifying season because they're still four ball senior four ball. Sure, there's all kinds of subsections. Yeah, there's subsets. all kinds of different USGA tournaments that they have, and they have to have these qualifiers for them. So that's their big thing. Then they also put on uh, professional. They uh, they have the uh, they have a professional tournament every year out at St. Albans where the winner it's a. Uh, the winner gets twenty five thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Nice little purse. Yeah, 
I would say so. For a tournament that doesn't get a whole lot of sponsorship or right. viewership or any publicity at all. Yeah. Except for what they generate. Otherwise, so they have that stuff. And then they have a bunch of other stuff. Like they they put on the Normandy Amateur Tournament, which is a... Uh, you have to have... A, you, have you have to have... No, there's no handicap limit, but there's no net division. Okay. So your handicap is... You're playing, you're playing a scratch round. Okay. Basically. Sure. But now they've introduced these... If they call it the Amateur Series. Mm-hmm. And it's started back in April. I think there's one a month. Maybe there, there might there'll be two in August. But there's six tournaments and a championship. Yeah. With gross division, low net, low senior net, low senior gross, and something else. So there's five different divisions. Mm-hmm. So, and those net divisions do take your handicap into consideration. consideration sure. And you earn points. And if you earn enough points, you get, to, you get to play in the championship. Sure. Which is going to be over here at Sunset Hills in Edwardsville in, I believe, in either September or October. Cool. Costs $25 to be able to play in the series mm-hmm. up front. And then each round is around between like $75 and $100. Bucks. Okay. But, that's, but they, also, they feed you. Yeah. They take care of a few things for you. Sure. It's a nice little deal. Yeah. And it's it's just it's a great way to get involved with amateur golf if you want to if you want to play more tournament golf and become a better tournament and become a tournament player right there's a perfect opportunity right there's there an with, outlet for you yeah, right there metga.org metga.org and it's just it's a great organization man so you guys interviewed this guy we did and yeah we talked to him for about twenty minutes and he just had all kinds of, of great insight you know and we and we talked about the, you know some of the things that I just talked about and he brought up a few a few great points about. Um, you know about local golf, but you know it's just it's designed to help grow the game, help grow the game, and attract you know attract guys who may not otherwise be able to play in amateur golf tournaments because they don't feel like they're good enough, right? But with all these different divisions, there's room for everybody. Sure, that's the perfect way to put it too. There's room for everybody. There's room for everybody. I mean, honestly, I think at this point, golf. Um, is suffering the way that a lot of sports are suffering, where people have so many options that they don't know what to do. You know what I mean? So, like, any sport is kind of at that mercy. We were talking about baseball earlier. Like, they're trying to make the games even 10 minutes shorter just so they can keep the attention span of people. So we're talking, you know, we're, we're sitting here watching the uh, the Home Run Derby, and I, and I had asked Alpina if he had gone at all to, the, uh, to any of the... Uh, All-Star festivities. All-Star, back, yeah, back in 2009. And I, then the point of the question was, if he'd gone to the home run derby, ask him how boring it was. But he right. had, he hadn't been, and so um, and that was before they instituted all, all the new clock stuff with it and to speed it up to speed it up because I believe the 2009 home run derby took well over four hours. Yeah, and which you're is just, way too and, long. And like you said, if you're just sitting there watching it, yeah, I think it would be more boring live than it is on television because you have no background. Like it's just guys swinging it soft throws, right? You know what I mean? Like it's a guy swinging at a fifty mile an hour pitch down the middle. But on TV, they make it interesting. They're giving they you background on the players. They're giving you background on the stadium and what's been done this year and the year before. And they're talking the entire yeah, time. Yeah, it's kind of neat. Yeah, That's I think really it, cool. I on and, and, and like you and I were talking. I have a special like love for it or an affinity for it because it reminds me of my dad and brother. Like I always remember watching this every single year as long as I can remember with I've my watched, dad and brother. Even though I think it's boring, yeah. I still watch it every single year. Yeah. Like Lauren's at home right now watching it. Yeah. And although uh, it's actually been very, very exciting so far this year and you'll probably read about it yeah. uh, after you know on Tuesday. 
but Vlad Guerrero beat Josh Hamilton's record yeah. of uh, 28 home runs in a, in a round and hit 29. Yeah, so on a time it, frame. Yep. So I think it would have been, what, in essentially five minutes and 30 seconds because he had five minutes. That's correct. And then he had 30 seconds yep, added. That's right. So he hit 30 home runs in five minutes and 30 yeah. seconds. I can't even explain to you how tired. I was talking to you about this. How tired you would be, how gassed you would be hitting 30 home runs in five minutes, in five and a half minutes because you're just literally swinging your heart out Every single pitch. And then you brought up how Edmonds seemed like he got hurt back in like 04 or 05. And he was never the same again. Some of these guys don't even participate because they don't want to get hurt. All right. So back to like this amateur series from uh, Metropolitan Amateur Golf, which unfortunately their slogan is MAGA as well. M-A-G-A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it just, <laughs> it's just the way it is. So like, so like in the open net division, okay, or the, sorry, the open division. Uh, a guy shot minus three and shot and won ninety bucks. Nice. Okay, but like, and then so then there's, then there's the net open division. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know what this guy shot gross, but he also shot he, he shot minus three net. Okay, so he shot three under his handicap. Sure. So if he was a twelve, he probably shot. You know, if if, if let's, let's let's make let's make it a little bit easier. Say he's an eight, so he shot seventy two, shot eighty. Yes. Or he probably shot 78 or 75. So for those who don't know, a handicap is best explained. Andy, go on and explain people what a handicap <clears throat> is so they know it's what the amount means. of strokes that you would get against a scratch golfer. Right. And golf scratch course. meaning on most courses it's either 70 or 72 type of yeah. deal. So if it takes you 72 strokes to finish 18 holes, that would be a scratch golfer on most courses. That's right. So if it takes you 80 strokes, you'd be an 8 handicap. Right. In, in, yeah. in general, in general, just now that's just baseline breaking it down for anybody who's listening is like, what the hell is this handicap talk on golf? That gives a little bit of an explanation and background for it. So they also have a senior open division, which is, you know, senior scratch where you, you know, handicap is applied. But then they have senior net division and they have super senior open division. It really is a great way to, to grow golf locally and nationally. It really is. It's really a neat thing. Yeah. They're doing really, really cool things. My buddy's listed here in the, uh, he finished in the top six. He shot uh, plus 20 net. Nice. Shot a 91 net. Nice. So good for him. That's yeah. awesome. Then I think, then another guy that I play with, did he, I believe he won this one. Guy I play, his name's Kyle Feeney. Hi, Kyle. Kyle listens. Hi, Kyle. How are Kyle you? Kyle listens to the Appreciate program. you listening, brother. Kyle won something. Is he in the open net? Ah, he got second. He got second in open net. He shot in. He shot a net even seventy two. We still love you, Kyle. Still love him. So anyway, yeah. So that's kind of the that's kind of the fun part of that. I, I had signed up to play in it, mm-hmm. but I just haven't had a chance to take a Monday off to do it. I mean, I couldn't really do it today. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I was just off for the past four days, and I had a bajillion things to do today. Yeah, that's kind of the thing. Like Lauren and I have our. Uh our honeymoon coming up uh, here shortly, and we leave like next week. Mukalakihiki. Yeah. I know you want to leave me. So that's the story, sauce, Mahaku. <laughs> and we're going over <laughs> to Hawaii, and uh, which we're super excited. But I'll be honest with you, we've just been so busy, we haven't even had a chance to like get excited about it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's we we got married and then uh, came home and started looking at buying a new home. And then we bought a new home, and right, then that right. deal fell through. Oh, recently, yeah, uh, because of radon. Hell no. It had some radon, really high levels of radon testing. Uh, and while we could mitigate it and do stuff like that, I just didn't really feel like investing a chunk of my uh, change into something that I already had to worry about 
you know, gases and stuff like that. Yeah. I just didn't want to mess with it. So it was, we backed out. So we're back to looking again. So we've been busy with that. And then, you know, you have 4th of July and everything else going sure. on. And it's like, oh, shit, you leave for Hawaii in a week. And it's like, I guess we'll get excited. You know, you just don't even think about it. Yeah, you'll have a blast. So it used to... Um, have you been to Hawaii? I can't remember. I've, uh, in my mommy's tummy. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I think I've told this story before. I always forget because now we're, now we're getting so far into this thing that we've told so many stories. But my buddy used to work the ramp at, T- at Lambert for, T- for TWA. Okay. And TWA Flight 1 left. It was, the, it was the first flight out every morning from Lambert to Honolulu. Nice. And it was the lowest revenue generating flight in the entire company. Because everybody used their frequent flyer miles to fly to Hawaii. Sure. No, yeah. no one ever paid for a flight or paid for their ticket on that flight. Yeah. We just started <laughs> that. I had Lauren get a uh, credit card where she would put like her bills on that or whatever so we could get frequent flyer miles so next time we don't get killed like we did on this. That's what we do here. Really? We put, like in the business, yeah. we put as much stuff on our Southwest card as we can. Yeah. You get free flights out the wazoo. Yeah, we got a Delta situation, I guess, is who we got it through. It's a Delta one. And then I have an Amazon one. I literally have so much money on Amazon that I could just buy damn near anything I want because I put everything I have on my credit card and then just pay it at the end of the month. So like every bill that can be paid on a credit card, I pay it that way. And every like every time I get gas, that credit card. Every time I buy food when I go out, that card. My friend was telling me about this. He's gotten, he has like a dozen free Echoes. Yeah, it's crazy. They just send them to you. So, like, with this one, my card, you can, you can set up, like, different levels of what you'd like them to send you. Like, mine is I get 5% back on what I pay per month. So, they just give you 5% of your money back. So, when you're, you know, you're spending, I'm spending a couple thousand a month on bills and everything else, and then I get 5% of that just for putting get, it on the get, card. Getting 100 bucks back. I'm going to pay it either way, so why right. put it on my debit card? Plus, I always thought, like, if you went to a gas station, you know how you, they, you always hear about these skimmers that put skimmers on there, uh-huh. and they, they steal your identity uh-huh. once you put a debit card in? That's why I figured I'll just put a credit card in, because if somebody's going to steal my identity, go on, steal my credit card, because I'll just shut it down and not have to pay for it. Right. And if it's a debit card, you're screwed. Oh, yeah. Because then they have everything. Now they're into your everything. They have everything. You know what I mean? So I just use a credit card everywhere. Do you know how to check for those? No. Those skimmers? skimmers? No. Usually... They're not real. The guys who put them on aren't real smart. Right. They think they are. Sure. But they're not. That's why they get caught. And so it's just like a little piece of plastic thing that goes over the top of the credit card reader on the outside. Yeah. So before you go, before you go pump at the gas, just give a little tug on that. And see if it comes pulling off. And see if it comes pulling off. And if it does, (laughs) there's a skimmer. Yeah. I always wondered like how they did that, and then I saw I think yeah. like Channel Five did an investigation. On yeah, because they're looking. I forgot where I saw it. Yeah. Plus, you'll see the most of those things. There's a there's a sealed sticker on them. Yeah, and so and they check those things every day. Yeah, to make sure there's nothing in there. So if it's sealed, yeah, you know it's good to go. So just pull on the thing on the outside. Yeah, but if that sealed thing's broken, you drive a lot. You drive. I mean, what do you think you drive per year? What do you think your mileage is per year? Oh, I mean. I've had my car for almost exactly four years. I have 95,000 miles on it. So I drive about, you know, just shy of 25,000 miles a year. Yeah. About 24. I think Lauren and I figured it out for me because of Coca-Cola. I'm right at around 30. I go between 3,000 and 3,500 a month. Yeah. It's a lot. It's damn near 40,000 a year. It's a lot. It's a lot I, of miles. Yeah, I feel like I'm just in my car all the time. But like, he, I, assume, time. I assume you get mileage. Yeah. So we get paid 11 cents a mile. That's what we get paid. Well, that's not right. Yeah, it sucks. So I assume you claim that you claim the balance on your taxes, right? So what it is is they give us a two fifty guarantee. So you get a two hundred and fifty dollar check guaranteed plus the eleven cents a mile. And they count that as insurance and everything else. 
And then we can claim a little bit of it or whatever, the remainder on the taxes. It's the way it works. Look, I realize there's not a lot of profit in soda. That's a volume kind of deal. Yeah. Pay your salesman 55 cents a mile like, you, <laughs> like everybody else does. Come you'd, on. You'd think so. You'd think so. Man, yeah. But I, so, I mean, like, it, it it's it's pretty crazy. So, like, but I mean, I, I guess at the end of the month, I normally get like a $500 check, 550 But, I mean, I'm spending all of that in gas and more. Oh, I'm sure. And I'm, depreciating the car. Yeah. It's, I mean, that's why it's. Yeah. It's so a point five five times forty thousand miles a year, dude. You be you should be getting a check every month for it's it's not good about eighteen hundred dollars. What you should be getting, yeah. If you're counting like depreciation and everything else, and what I mean, that's what the, that's what the fifty five yeah. cents a mile takes into into consideration. Oh, I agree. You can write all that shit off on your taxes. You do that, right? Yes. Okay. Yes, I write off whatever I possibly can. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's you know we. It's a it's a fine gig. It's just there's things where I go, man. I feel like I'm spending a lot of money to have this gig. I don't care what car you have either, because <clears throat> my dad was like, well, "Why don't you get like a car?" And I go, "That's fine. I'm going to save a little bit on gas, but no, not, not as much as you're thinking when you're traveling that much." No, and no. it's like I don't want a car. Like I like having a truck or, or an SUV of some sort. I don't think I could ever drive a car again. When was the last time you had a car? Was it oh, before God. the van? Oh God, I've had. This is my third van. Okay, van man. Yeah, well, it helps with the DJ equipment. Yeah, but I'm ready for a car again, though. I'm ready for I'm thinking, a car and SUV. No, I think I'm ready for a car. Really? Yeah. Like, what would you even look at, though? Like, what would what would interest you? Because you got, I mean, how are you going to transport your stuff? Oh, I'd always have something. Oh, so you'd keep like the van or whatever, yeah, and then just go get. Or a like car. Kelly's car's paid off now. Right, 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 right. And she has a journey. Okay, so that's got room. That's got a little bit of room in it. Um, like, are you like a, like I'm a Toyota guy? Yeah, like I Honda. Like, yeah, I've also had three Honda Accords. Love them. Honda is just as good to me as Toyota. I yeah, would pick see, either and one. I would, and I would absolutely go with you and your dad car shopping because you guys know yeah. what the hell you're doing. We love it too, man. My dad loves it. Come like, on, let's go. We we really do enjoy it. Like it's it's something. It's really fun. It's really a good time. You know, you just gotta pick pick. I don't right. want a car payment again for a long time. See, that's the problem I'm in. Like, I want to pay off my truck so I don't have a payment, but with the amount of mileage I travel for this job, it's like, dude, I'm going to need a new car real quick. Well, actually, with your truck, probably not if you just keep the oil changed in it. Yeah. Yeah, because Toyota You're, can go it'll just, it'll, I mean, a friend of mine has one of those, and he has like 350,000 miles on it. That's crazy. That's crazy. I've never had one over 100,000 miles, ever. I've never owned a single. Yeah, I've owned like, 16 vehicles. I've never had anything Yeah, you over. like you like changing that shit up. I like to try it. It's kind of fun. That's why I love the idea that they have of this thing, and you'd have to Google it, but I'm sure you've heard of it. I think it's like Lou Fuse is trying it, maybe. Maybe it's Frank Lita, where you can rent, like, or not not essentially rent, but pay like $500 a month, and that covers in your insurance, and you can get a Jeep one day, and then like a, a Porsche the next day, and then like a Camry the next day. You can just keep trading it in. You know what I'm talking about? Have you yes, read about I do. that? Yes, I have. I've heard about this. I don't know what the program's called. I, w- I want to say it's like. Uh... But I, I believe it happened right about last year where they started talking about it being in St. Louis. Here it is, right here. I can't remember the details, though. Multiple St. Louis auto dealers are, introduce, are introducing short-term rental service plans yeah. that could have customers in a high-end sedan to drive to work during the week, a sporty convertible for a Friday night out on the town, and an SUV to lug around the kids over the weekend, all for a flat fee that includes insurance, maintenance, and other car-related costs. Okay, what's that cost? Keep going. Sorry. I'm just thinking about it out loud. Uh, Lou Fuse's 
Select plan debuting in early September is among the first of its kind in the region. Customers pay a one-time activation fee of $550 to start and then are charged a flat monthly fee of $950 that includes taxes, maintenance, insurance, concierge delivery, and cleaning. Pretty much everything except gas. So one year would cost you essentially $12,500. Pretty much. But that's covering insurance? Yes. And maintenance, did you say? Yes. So they got to cover it if something goes wrong, assuming, like, let's say the brakes go out. That's on them. You know, if you're driving when the brakes go out. Users of the plan could turn in their cars or flip them, as the industry refers to it, and get a new one as many times as they'd like. Some of the vehicles in the fleet include the Alfa Romeo Giulia. Giulia? Yeah. Is that what it is? I think. Buick Enclave, Chevrolet Camaro, Ram 1500, Ford F-150, Ford Mustang GT, GMC Sierra 1500, Jeep Grand Cherokee. Kia Stinger, Mazda 6, Subaru Ascent, and a Toyota 4Runner. Nice. That's kind of what I want next is the 4Runner. Those are nice. Yeah, I like that a lot. In all, said Lou Fuse new car director, Pat Fuse, the dealership expects to invest at least $2 million to buy the 50 vehicles that will debut on the platform when first introduced. A more costly tier that would include higher-end vehicles could be introduced later this year. So what do you think about that? It's going to cost you essentially $1,000 a month. Plus gas. I mean... But you can have any of those cars. I mean, I, I look at what I'm already paying. Okay. Basically, 500 bucks for my car, 500 bucks up until this month for Kelly's car. Right. Plus insurance, of which included still includes Claire's, which I don't know why I'm still paying that, but whatever. You'll get that lucky thing until she's 26. <laughs> get off my insurance. <laughs> I guess she sends Kelly money once a month. Sure. Do I ever see a dime of it, even no. though I pay the insurance bill? No. Nope. Neg- Actually, Kelly pays the insurance bill. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> and then, um, so, I mean, basically, we're, we were at 1100 bucks in car payments. and But this is only for one car. Right. Right. The, uh, the so, uh, yeah, so, and, and, so and, and so the insurance bills with the three cars and the homeowner's insurance is about 400 bucks a month. Okay. So it's it's a, so 500 plus 400. Yeah, you're right there. You're right there. I mean, but that also includes. So I would still have to pay probably sixty bucks a month for homeowners insurance. It's pretty close. Yeah, I never thought about it like that. It's pretty close. Now, if you wanted two of them, now you're in the two grand. Yeah, a month. Yeah, category. I do think it's a really interesting thing, and I do think that's eventually what's going to happen. I think like that's the way we're moving as a society. Is no one, everyone's more in the mindset that I'm in that they'd rather like just try everything. So they just, you know, might be willing to pay for it. I'm fine. Yeah, Actually, I don't need. I, I, I don't need that. I always like trying new stuff. I always have. I do too. I mean, but if just go, yeah, just go for a test drive. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. I'm not gonna. I have, it's I have, cheaper. I have buddies that work all over car dealership. Like, hey, Stewie, can I come over and drive this Mustang? Yeah. Sure, come on over. What's the coolest car? We talked about cars. Like, what was the one you loved? We I talked about it last time. I thought. You said, like, which car you'd driven that was, like, the one. Because remember I had driven my dad's uh, Z, Z7 or whatever Camaro he had? You'd driven, mm-hmm. was it a Porsche that you drove that you really liked? I don't remember. Oh, I can't remember. Maybe it was a Porsche or Mercedes. Or, I don't know. Have you driven Mercedes? Maybe I'm making that one up. I have driven. I mean, I've driven, I've driven a Mercedes and a BMW before. Yeah. Driven a BMW. I've never driven a Mercedes. Take that back. I have driven a Porsche because when I worked at the car wash. 
I got to load them in. I got to you load them in a car wash. Yeah, when I was sixteen. Nice. I got to load. I got to, I got to load them into the uh, into the uh, conveyor belt. Nice. Was it like a waterway place? Yeah, it was just a little independent car wash over here. But yeah, waterway type place. Yeah. Vacuum it out the vacuum bridge before you go in, and then you and then the, the, us losers would pull the car around into the uh, the on, bay on, into the bay. Yeah. And then uh, my brother worked at waterway for years. And then we'd pull them out and dry them off and wash the windows and get tipped out. Get tipped out. Nice. Yeah. That was a good little job. Good money, man. You're getting exercise. You're out in the sunshine most oh, I was of the time. Tan as a mofo, yeah, man. Dude. Getting paid to clean cars and oh yeah, it was great. That's another thing that would be a nice thing to own. It's a car wash. I think you can make money there too. I mean, what's your bills after you build it? Water, soap. Yeah, yeah, water and soap. Uh, there's a really nice one here in town now. It's called the Eclipse Car Wash. I think it's the Eclipse is like a brand that you can buy kind of like a franchise deal oh okay because they have like all their own branding and stuff yeah already in, they already have it all set up and so it's totally automated you what you drive up and you all, you can also have a membership there yeah 30 bucks a month we have that next to us it's called tiger express same thing yes yeah, kind of car wash or whatever the yeah hell it is. same kind of deal yeah great thing yes it's lined up through the door when it's sunshine out by our house literally out out the door because they have free vax afterwards yes that's that's big that is big it's big deal yeah, like I use my... You're still paying for it. I use my shop vac. I'm a nerd, dude. I do it old school. I shop vac it. I clean it. Like, I'm a nerd. I really am. And I spend like an hour plus doing it. I'm rather mechanically inclined and can use tools. Okay. I have never been able to get a shop vac to work properly after the first time I've used it. Really? Yeah. What the hell are you doing? I don't know, Alpina. Don't make fun of me. I mean, I got my dad's shop back, so it's been through my dad just destroying it, and then he gives it to me. Everything's a pain. They're supposed to like last forever. I use it all the time. And they can, but I just, I go to suck, and it just. It's got to have an issue. It's got to have like a, there's got to be a problem in the uh, filter portion of it. Maybe I have the bag on or something. (laughs) I don't know. I'm like, isn't this thing just supposed to just freaking work we have like a brand new it's not brand new it's like a year and a half or two years old we have a 200 dollars plus dollar vacuum at home and laura the other day goes we need a new vacuum and i go why there's nothing wrong with this one and she's like it's just not doing the suction i'm like oh my god and i just cleaned it out and it's fine you have to cl- yeah and no, i know how to clean it's my fine. hoover yeah it's fine. i know how to clean my hoover i love her but it's fine she's crazy i cannot figure out damn shop backs i never have been able to i love them it'd be a great thing to have if i could have if i could get it to freaking work <laughs> I'd rather just go up to the car wash <laughs> where I know they're going to have good suction and I can just roll through the car wash, get my free, get my free wash. So do you belong there for 30 bucks a month or whatever? I let it lapse all the time. Okay. So yeah. it's not like so just they deducting don't, out? They don't just deduct it out. Okay. I tell them not to. Sure. Because I'm like, no. Yeah. Because I, I figured it out like, after the first six months, I'm like, um, I'm using it once a month. Yeah. So I'm paying 30 bucks for a car wash. Like, But we like it like that. I'm like, mm, I don't. Yeah. So I said, don't auto renew me. Yeah, you'd have to do it at least four times a four month times to make a it month. worth your Once wild, a week. man. You'd have to, to make it worth your wild. Yeah. I mean, because then you're still paying seven something, which is average, but yeah. that's about what you're paying. And so, like, so they have packages that are seven, 11, 14, and 17. Okay. And the 11 one comes with, they, for some reason, this thing does an outstanding job cleaning tires and wheels. Okay. It's very- The mechanical part does? Yes. Really? Yeah, it does an outstanding job. It makes, makes them look great. Sure. Which is a big deal to me. The wheels make a car. I've said that. Like people that have ugly wheels ruin a most beautiful car. Like I've seen Forerunners where it's either got the dope 
wheel set or yeah. it doesn't and it's like eh. if it doesn't i'm literally not impressed by the car yeah i don't know why that's such a shallow way to look at it but i will look at a beautiful toyota 4runner on the outside and if it has shit wheels i am all, i'm out like my I, dad we so back in the late 80s early 90s we had an 86 cadillac at andeville that was yellow okay like canary yellow yeah <laughs> mom called it yellow bird okay <laughs> he traded in we were uh she had taken me and Eric, my brother, shopping for school or something uh-huh. in my dad's car. Okay. And he took her Honda. In the Big Bird. He took No, no, no. This was like in, her, in his van. Okay. He was also, he's also a van, or was a van man. Now he has a Porsche. Oh, that's what it was. I drove his Porsche. Okay. I kind of figured that. Yeah, that's what it was. Porsche. Yeah. I figured it was, was like, derp. It yeah. just fucking clicked I, in my I head. I figured that was his Porsche. You'd mentioned it before. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. It was a Porsche Cayenne, and, sure. and it's the old man version. It's not the S. It's just one that just kind of goes a little it's bit. It's great. It's a good, nice little car. Anyway, takes my mom's Honda Prelude and goes and trades it in for this for this Cadillac. Okay. Not a happy camper. Mom wasn't? Oh, no. She loved her Honda Prelude. Loved her Honda Prelude. Honda Preludes were pretty dope cars. Yeah. It was like 84, 85 stick yeah. shift with yeah. a sunroof. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely legit back then. Yeah. Oh, she was balling. She, got, she would get pulled over. Yeah, just because the cops want because there weren't a lot of those cars around, and the cops just want to know what kind of car it was. Sure, back then. Yeah, so he was tooling around in it. Yeah, yeah. So we went and traded it in for the Cadillac, but the Cadillac had white walls and had these spoke wheels on them. Okay, and they were sharp, man. Really? And he loved to get his tire brush out and scrub those things. That's some work right there. That's a lot of work going into that. He'd use that one stuff. Uh, what's the? Uh, it was in a white bottle with like a red and blue label. Belchers, bleachers, bleachers, blah, tire cleaner. That sounds right, actually, now that you're saying it. I think my dad has that. Belchers, tire See, I get that from my dad, too. The car clean, that's how my dad is. He's weird about it. So I'm weird about it. I'm like OCD about it. Even when I clean Lauren's car, I like have to is. get it. Is it bleak, bleakers, bleachers? Oh, just bleach white. Bleach white. Maybe. No, that's not, that's not the right bottle. Did the bottle look different in 1984, though? I don't know. Maybe it did. Maybe so how then. pissed was mom? How did mom react when he brought home the Cadillac and got rid of the Honda? Well, no, we came home and found the Cadillac. She's like, where's my fucking car? <laughs> Keep in mind, too, that this thing barely had a back seat. I love when our dads or anyone's dads do stupid shit. Like, it's right. just my favorite. Like, whenever my dad does something that's really dumb that'll, like, piss my mom off, I can't help but laugh. Like, I just get a kick out of it. We all do it. <laughs> You're gonna do something stupid like that oh, one of dude, these days. I do it every day. I swear to God, Lord's just always looking at me and like, "Stop it." So, um, so you guys come home? Oh no, no. So basically, the, that thing barely had a back seat. I was, I was like having this. My mom was able to roll up a little bit because my mom's five six, five seven, five eight, somewhere around there. Okay. So the Prelude had no back seat, really. It had a back seat, but, but it was tiny, but barely. I mean, yeah. it was there like because like a Corvette's they had, back seat. Yeah, pretty yeah, much, yeah, same yeah. deal. Fit a golf club back but there. Luckily, luckily, my brother was teen, was was a skinny kid back then. Yeah. And he fit back there just fine. I sat in the front seat most of the time. Yeah. The car she had before that was a Mazda RX-7. Oh, yeah. A two-seater. Yeah. With two little kids. Yeah, not as practical. One of us would have to lay in the hatch. <laughs> Parenting was so different back then. And then we'd haul other kids around. Other parents would allow their children... <laughs> To travel like that in my mom's car with them. 
Where they things have, were so different. They would have it's to, only 25 years ago, but where, things were so different. Where they have to lay in the hatch. I always thought it was crazy with station you wagons. Would go they to, would have kids looking at the car coming at you. You'd go to jail today for that. Yes, you would. You absolutely would. Yeah, it'd be child and if you had a, I mean, think about it. So I, so it was my that car was like a 1982. Mm-hmm. I think she only had it for a couple of years. I think they've kind of figured out like, oh, maybe this wasn't the best idea. <laughs> cool car though. All right. Had an awesome techniques radio. I don't know why I remember that, what but the it was hell awesome. Is techniques. I don't even know what that is. T E C H N I C S. Remember the techniques turntables, the twelve hundred. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Well, they had a whole. They had stereo systems that they put in cars too, and they okay. also had. A, they also had home stereo systems. Oh shit. It was the high end shit back in the back in the early eighties. Nice. Had like the sixteen channel EQ and on the stuff. Yeah. Ballin'. And I think it it had a moonroof. So a moonroof's the one that can't move, right? Sunroof opens, moonroof doesn't. Right? Isn't that the difference between a moonroof and a sunroof? I think it came out like manually. You only okay. take you can only take it out while you were parked. Okay. You couldn't do it like while you were driving. Because the, right. the, like, the thing would fly away. <laughs> okay. So, <laughs> just a visual of that. So, imagine me. So, in 1982, I'm five. Nice. Eric is three, or maybe even two and a half, because I'm two and a half years older. And then, we were, and then we were going to Montessori school back in the day. So we had, so we we would take other kids to school. Mm. Montessori school is like preschool kind of mm-hmm. deal. But they had K, they had pre K through six. But we only went there through K. Okay. Anyway, but we'd pick, we'd take other kids home. Right. So there'd be like two other kids laying across the back too. Seems very unsafe. Extremely unsafe. Yeah. So then did Dad get the the Cadillac because he wanted a safer vehicle, or what was his what was his line of reasoning behind that? I always love my father's line of reasoning when he does things like this. I, I honestly, I, to this day, I don't know why he did it. Right. Other than to dig himself a hole. I'm sure he thought it was a nice well. I know why, because he probably thought he was getting a hell of a deal. Yes. Everything starts out like that with dads, doesn't it? Yes. I ended up getting this, and then whatever this is, they finish with dot, dot, dot. Such a great deal. Because at the exact same time, so our our friends own the GM dealership here in town that's no longer around. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm sure Rich called my dad, hey, I got this yellow Cadillac. Right. But I also have this blue one. Yeah. Well, my grandfather bought that one the same day. Sure. Sure. Well, well, that's how my dad is. That's how we are. My dad bought his Jeep Wrangler, and I was like, yeah, I got to have one of those now. And I had one within like two months later. Had to have it. Loved my da- it. My dad always had cool cars. He had a... um. So about the time... So before he had his, his van, he had a... Uh, he had one of those big Mercury Cougars. Yeah. When I was little, little. Yeah. Then he had a Buick Riviera. Mm, yeah. Sharp. Two door, yeah, sharp. The velour interior, yeah. I get, awesome. see, I get it from my dad. I get it honestly. I mean, I do get the addiction to cars honestly because it is my dad. Yeah. I mean i I don't put my value on a car, but I do. I enjoy driving in a car that I think is sharp. Absolutely, it's like a, it's like a thing to me. Yeah. Like Lauren and I joke with Lauren all the time because she never wants to have a minivan because she thinks like then she's like full on mom mode or whatever you know. And uh, well, Lauren, you are a mom, babe. Right. But she's like, I won't drive a minivan. She'll be laughing even listening to this right now. And she's like, I won't drive a minivan no matter what. It makes life so much easier. I try to tell her that. And, and they're great to travel in. Yeah. And she goes, she goes, doesn't matter. I'm not having one. And I, she goes, well, why don't you get one? And I go, I honestly, if you took like that Chrysler Pacifica 
and put some like nice wheel set on it, like the ones we're talking Good about. Good looking whip. I think I'd be okay. I think I'd be okay. I like my little van. My yeah. little. I have this is this was the last year of the town and country. It was a fifteen. Yeah. I think in sixteen is when they started. Is when they moved to the Pacifica. Pacifica. Yeah. yeah. They, my buddies just got it. Mike and Aaron. Yeah. They listen to the show. I saw theirs the other day. They actually they came over to my parents yesterday. It has a lot of the same features. I have the rear DVD. I have the, all the motorized doors and everything. Yeah. It's awesome. Great with kids. Great. Yeah, and I don't have, have any kids. I, I just know, have stuff to haul around. And you have dogs, though. You can put a DVD and on I, for the dogs. And I do. And actually, you know what we do? We put the season, but I also I bought these things on Amazon. They're seatbelt leashes. Really? Yeah. So, so how do they work? So so basically, you plug it into the seatbelt uh-huh. socket okay, and then hook the dog on. And they just hang out? And yeah, then they can't jump up on you in the front. Nice. That's nice. My dogs like to put the windows down while I'm driving, and it is a pain in the ass. Don't you, can't you lock the windows? I could. I just never think about it. <laughs> I never lock my windows, right? So it's like... My dogs do not like hanging their heads out the windows. Really? It's super weird. Mine are weird about it. Like, they do it until their eyes are, like, <laughs> literally burned out of their head. It's yeah. so funny, dude. Like, it's like, doesn't that hurt you? Uh, you know, I'm going 80 on the highway, and their eyes are just, like, burning out of their skull. They love yeah. it. It's so weird. It's so weird. I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 like I said, I come honestly by that addiction to cars. I'm ready I for another you- one. <laughs> My dad has always prided himself on his ability to buy cars. He says, I'm, yeah. I'm a great car buyer. Except for he takes forever. Does he get burned, though? That, <laughs> that, to me, is the definition of a good car buyer. If you don't get burned don't on the deal, yeah, I see? don't think he does. Then he is good. As long as you don't get burned, you've, you've done your job. Lately, he's been buying cars that are like one or two years old. Mm-hmm. Like even the Porsche he has now, mm-hmm. I believe it was a 2017. Mm-hmm. It had. 35,000 miles on it when he got it. Right. And he got it for like 30 grand. Beautiful. Half the price. Perfect. And it'll run as long as he wants it to, or he can get rid of it and, and still, still get tons of value for it. And it's still a beautiful vehicle. Yep. yep. He he said, hey, you ever want a nice used car, go to the Porsche dealership. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, he's not wrong. He's not and wrong it, at all. And it holds its value. Yeah. And it's going to hold its value. He could sell it. He's had two. Motor. So he, before that, he had an Audi Q7 and an Audi Q5. My mom just got the Audi Q5. Yeah, he liked it, but a little too small for him. And then the Q, That's, but he didn't. He wasn't a big fan of that Q7. He said the Q7 was kind of a piece. Really? Yeah. In said, terms of it just not performing well, uh, like it just sounding real, just it not being tight. Ah, okay. feeling feeling loose, screws feeling loose. That's not good. Hearing rattling. I, I oh my god! If there's anything that gives me a pet peeve, Lauren knows it. Anything, I will hear it. Like um, we had a fan going on last night while we were sleeping, and the fan something must have got caught in it. And I could hear like this little, it's that light. Yeah. Like a chipmunk eating. And I literally had to get up, turn the light on and stop the fan and find the one little piece of plastic that had somehow snuck in there. But in my car, if there's a rattle, dude, I'm done with. Like yeah. I'm literally looking to trade the damn thing in. I think you literally <laughs> traded the car in because it was, because there was a rattle. I've done something yeah. very similar to that. I'm trying to think of what he had before that. Oh, he had a, he had a. Like a top of the line Jeep Grand Cherokee back when gas was sharp, it's a sharp car though. Gas, but gas was like three eighty nine a gallon, which yeah. is almost back up to again over here. It's actually, it's pushing three dollars a gallon. Yeah, because on July first, all the new taxes, taxes. Went, went into effect. So they're taxing what now over here? They're taxing the cigarettes and the gasoline. Gasoline went up, I believe, fifty cents a gallon. So was that voted on? This this uh, raise in taxes. Like, and if so, what's, the, I guess the move is to keep taxing so they can get out of the hole that Illinois is in. I don't know. 
I would assume that's why. I assume doing that's it. why it is. Too. Obviously, same reason for going recreational weed too is to get out of absolutely. The hole. Yeah, just generate more revenue. Right. So uh, license plates have always cost one hundred one dollars over here. Okay. Before and before that, like even they they've been one hundred one dollars for about twenty years. Is that a two year or is that one year plate? One year, one year for a hundred dollars. Yeah. Wow. But remember too that. Um, Oh no, we had the higher we had the higher gas taxes. Never mind. Yeah. Um. Before that, it was twenty years ago when they would like they were like seventy nine dollars mm-hmm. for a new sticker. I believe they went up to one hundred fifty dollars. Wow. Yeah. That's big, man. That's really big. It's huge. I mean, I understand you're trying to help the state itself, but you're really dancing that fine line of where you like. I won't live in Illinois because of the taxes. I just I won't. The only thing we don't have is oh that's what that was my point. We don't have personal property tax. Okay, okay. So whatever you know that whatever that couple. So you don't get hit on your house. I have property tax. Yes, okay, personal property. But tax. like nothing. But like I don't get a tax bill on my car every year. That's nice. like you guys. So that's yeah. yeah. So that's, that's that's a couple hundred bucks that, every yeah. year. So that's the difference. Okay. So yeah, that was that was the point so I was trying to make. They do that. That's another thing. Like I mean, if you're going to tax people and just nail them for other things, you might as well nail them. I for think that. because they're used to paying the. The the inflated plate fees, okay. sticker fees, as okay. opposed. So to, that's where they're making the money. Yeah, on. because well, how much are tags in Missouri? Twenty bucks, twenty nine dollars, something like that. Yeah, they're not bad at all. Yeah, but yeah. that's that's because you guys are paying actually paying more because you guys have personal property tax. Yeah, and you're getting hit on that. Yeah, yeah, like that's always the bill at the end of the year that I forget about, and it comes, and I'm like, Ugh! I didn't see that coming. You know, like you don't expect that. Like I think last year it was six hundred bucks, and I was like, damn, I didn't want that. Blow me. Yeah, that would suck. Yeah, well, you, not when you're you're least expecting it. You just got through Christmas, right? And you're you're like, all right, I got to pay Christmas off, and then there comes that bill hanging around. Yeah, and they're like, yeah, you got thirty days. Like, all right, f you, man. Brutal. The um has the recreational weed thing gone legal here? Like ready to go? Like January one, I believe. Okay, so so essentially in a couple months it'll. Yeah. Wow, that's gonna be so crazy. People have to be biting and fighting to get spots. Yeah. That's huge. I also heard a rumor that, like, if you're from Missouri, you can literally just come on over and get it. You can. Yeah. Absolutely. I think you I think you only bring so much back with you, though. Yeah. But still, the fact that you wouldn't have to do any back alley crap or whatever. No, it's all up and up. Yeah. It's all good stuff. I mean, I know it's going to happen with Missouri. Like, if somebody was like, hey, what do you think the time frame is? I'm going to say three years. I'd say three years before it's recreational. Probably. I would say around 2022. Probably where we'll be at because once they figure out how much money they can make off of taxing it, the medical, there's no way you don't do recreational. Because once you've already it's opened insane. Pandora's box and made yeah. the money off it, you might as well just really open up the box. It's insane. I was um, talking about moving out of here and not living here. We we always joke about that we're going to move to the beach. Mm-hmm. She's going to go down and run a hospital by the beach. I'm going to go. You sell. easily could. You easily could because you're employable anywhere and she's employable literally anywhere. Literally anywhere. You could do it tomorrow and be fine. Yeah. Where you would beach wise, would you go like what? Alabama. And so here's Carolina, so here's what. We, so I've actually I've actually researched this. Perfect. This will entertain me. Please entertain <laughs> me because Lauren and I want to move out either to Arizona or Florida. So please entertain. So hang on. Let me. I got to find out what it's called real quick. Give me just a second here. We'd have to do like a like Comrex where we could do our show together from a Comrex. Well, we'd both be saving enough in property taxes that we'd be able to afford those kinds of things. <laughs> Comrex, for people who don't know, is a system that allows you to patch in from damn near anywhere, and you sound as if like you're literally sitting across the table from people. Locally, for those who used to listen to, uh, what was it Anthony Stalter and Chris Duncan's show? 
Yes. I believe uh, Chris Duncan, by the way, for those who did listen to him on 101, uh, he would be in like San Diego while the show was going on. It seemed like he was literally sitting in St. Louis. That's what a Comrex can do. It's a pretty awesome machine in terms of podcasting and radio shows. So the best way to discover regions is to go on Craigslist, okay? <laughs> okay. I'll bite. It's it's not creepy anymore. It's just like I remember the, all the personal seconds, all the misconnections and, all right, back and, pages, one, night, and yeah. one night stands. Yeah. There is a part of Florida called the Treasure Coast. Are you familiar? Where is you that? Will be, you will be when I tell you. Okay. It stretches from... Is it Tampa? No, other side of the state. Okay. Uh, it is located on the state's Atlantic coast, comprising, of, uh, comprising Indian River, St. Lucie, and Martin, and in some definitions, Palm Beach counties. So basically, it runs from about Cocoa Beach mm-hmm. down to Palm Beach. Best part of Florida, baby. You're really, I mean, spring training in the in the spring. Yeah, you're in the best part. You're in the best part of Florida. You're getting all the bang for less of the buck. Like you're not living in the Keys and you're not living in Miami. Correct. You're still living in a great area. Correct. Of Florida. So this is so you you can be like all right. So now let me flip back over to this real quick. Housing, real estate for sale. The Treasure Coast, essentially Zillow it. Just yeah, I'm just kind of. Zi- I got to find a zip code though, real quick. Uh, actually, here let me just go Zillow. We'll just do this. You can put in like Boynton Beach. I'm gonna put in Port St. Lucie. There you go. It's right. It's right smack dab in the middle of everything. Right. I was a, I was blown away, dude. At the affordability. At the affordability for what you get. Yes, for that's why get. I always tell my parents because we they look at Arizona and I'm like Arizona's expensive, dude. Arizona is like you get a three bedroom, a thousand square foot house, and it's it's starting at three hundred, starting at three hundred thousand dollars. For, for how much? Out in Arizona? No, no, but, but, but starting at three hundred thousand dollars. It's pretty expensive. For how, for, sure, for how big of a house? Like a thousand square feet. Oh yeah, that's that's not the situation at all. And this is Port St. Lucie, Florida. This that you're talking about Port St. Lucie, Florida. Okay. Uh, let me just, let me just, I'm just going to, I'm going to set a price range of 200 to 300,000. Okay. Right. Nothing crazy. And just see what comes up. Nothing. And there's a shit ton. First of all, everything has a pool at that price range. Nice. With a lanai. Which if you live in Florida or Arizona for that case, you, or for that matter, you should absolutely have a pool. The weather just is conducive for it. For 275, nine. Mm-hmm. Three bed, three bath. Almost 2,000 square feet. What is the address so we can tell these folks they can look it up if they want to see it? Eight. Here, let's, no, let me do this. I'm just going to copy it. Oh, wait. Here, I just got it right here. 866 Southwest Munjack Circle. Munjack? M-U-N-J-A-C-K Circle. 34986. Okay? Been on the market 68 days. I mean, this place is just absolutely gorgeous. You know, just a regular old Florida house, though. Yeah. You know, with the with the uh, terracotta tile roof. Floors. Tile floors. Yep. You know, it's just a Florida house. Yeah, and you could walk out and it'd be sunny every day you wake up, and it would be, what, in the 90s? Yeah. I mean, is the trim package nice? Meh. Yeah. A little lacking. But that's just because all all these things are built around, they're all built at the same time. Right. Late 90s, early 2000s with builders-grade crap. And you can go in and you can, I mean, and you can do nice stuff with it. Yeah. You can put in nice stuff. you're in Florida. Here's the fun part about this thing. All right, so this is 
Uh, it's estimated at two sixty nine. So you can probably get this, get this place for about I don't know two fifty. Yeah. Well, no, that's not what I found the other day. Even still, these taxes are thir- they're thirty six hundred dollars a year. Okay. I was finding them earlier before where they were like fifteen hundred. Yeah, two thousand dollars. They also don't pay other any other tax. That's it. Yeah. That's it. There's no income tax. Yeah. That's why all the the olds moved down there. That and it's nice and warm. Let's take a look at this one here. Five bed, three bath, twenty five hundred uh, square feet, two hundred eighty five thousand dollars. How many bedrooms? Five bed, three bath. Wow. Wow. Someone's got to be wrong with it. It's a little low. Uh, those taxes are forty three hundred. So where was I seeing it that there wasn't that much? Hang on. Anyway, I was I was finding some really really cheap property taxes. Right. Well, Port St. Lucie, if it's a nice area, you're going to pay for the property. Well, let's taxes. go. Let, you know what I mean? Well, here, so let's go. I tell you where I was, look, I was looking. at Melbourne, Florida, is where I was looking. There, you know, there was a Melbourne, Florida. Mm-hmm. And that's the Atlantic Coast side. This is all within an hour of each other. Okay. So let's pull this up. I honestly got another idea. There was a Melbourne, Florida. It is literally right across. It's just southeast. Sorry, southwest of Cocoa Beach. Mm-hmm. So right there, plus you can like you see rocket launches and stuff like that from NASA. When oh, stuff so it's, launches, it's close to Titusville. Really, yeah, really close to Titusville, just south of Titusville. Okay. Uh, here is um, here is three bed, two bath, eighteen hundred square feet, three hundred thousand dollars. But this, I mean, but the finishes on this house are really they're a nice high end finish. What's the address on that one? 4873 Aaron Lane, E-R-I-N, 32940. I'm literally going to look these homes up when I... Property taxes on this guy. See, now this is 3760 as well. They must have the property tax jump up since the last time I looked. Still, though, that's nothing. I mean, that's no, what yeah. I pay. Oh, yeah. That's what I pay right that now. Would be, that would be $8,000 here. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I honestly... I, if it's if it's less than five hundred bucks a month, actually, if it's less than like three hundred bucks a month, it's feasible to me. Yeah, that's normal. Plus, again, you're living in a beautiful area, man. That's the other thing. You and I have talked about it a lot, and I think a lot of people, unfortunately, have seen the weather that has come down on St. Louis uh, the last couple months, six months here. Is like I'm just done with the rain, man. Here's one: three beds, two baths, uh, two thousand square feet. Property taxes two thousand dollars. Now, this one may not have a poo. No a, pool. Does it have a poo? Let's look at a the, poo. Look at the backyard and see what has a poo. Weather here sucks. I'm just not a fan. It of It sucks man. ass. I'm just tired of fan. it. Tired of it. Now, granted, it's hot in Florida too. Disney World in in June and July could quite possibly be the hottest place on earth. I could see that. No pool. Okay, so you're going to pay an extra grand in property taxes for your poo. So that's what the deal is. Okay. Kind of what it's looking like. Well worth it if you're going to live in Florida. You got to have a pool. I don't think I'd own a pool here. No, there's too many cheap options to go, to go join a pool. Yeah. Can, like my a, parents have like one. There's a, like there's a private pool here you can join for 200 bucks for a family for the year. Yeah. For three months. Yeah. Because that's all they're open. And that's all you're going to get. The public pool. If you're lucky with the weather, you might get three Most private pools, I mean, I assume your, your parents probably keep their pool open from about from a, uh, beginning of April to about the end of October. Can't swim in it. Right, but it's open. I, they open it normally beginning of May, and then yeah, I'd say the end of September, and it's normally. Uh, you're right; it's not like swimmable. It's definitely not swimmable towards the end. 
Okay, so quick update here on the home run derby. John oh, Peterson, Peterson had 29. and Vlad Guerrero uh, have 29 home runs each in the second round. It's exciting. It's crazy, man. That's nuts. These guys are so good. So good. Anyway. So you think, you're thinking about Florida? Thinking about doing it, man. Yeah? What's the seriousness? Give me a percentage on the seriousness of it. 20%. 20%. And what what do you think you'd do if you did move down to Florida? What do you think you'd do work-wise? Um, you have any thoughts on that? I mean, I could easily do get anything started. I, IT or I, yeah, IT-related, techie-related, or sell doors. Yeah. Eh, if it's down in Florida, I'd sell doors. Yeah. Go sell <laughs> I'd doors. Sell, I'd go sell screen doors. Yeah. Because there's, there's a ton of them. I mean, yeah. But there's there's a ton of commercial development down there, too. Yeah. And so and that's what I know. And, so, and then your wife can go nurse it up. Yeah. Or sell t-shirts on the beach. That's what you always want to do. That's the game plan. What would the name of your t-shirt stand be? Big Boys. Big Boys. <laughs> Big Boys Tees. Yeah. I like that. I'm not against that. I'm and, I would, and I would cater to the larger gentleman down there. <laughs> I, would, I would like it on Cause, you know, Because here's the problem. Uh, th- those t-shirt shops around, they have big boy t-shirts mm-hmm. but they shrink down to about a medium mm-hmm. the first time you the first so they're time they're not really big boy t-shirts no they don't last this is going to be high quality shit Marty this is going to be nice stuff yeah I like this good news everybody we extended by Arthur Crafts time by four hours today <laughs> but my fingers hurt well now your back's going to hurt because you just pulled landscape duty <laughs> hey let's take a quick break and we'll come back with more we're going to do, uh, I forgot what we, what we call our quick hits segment. What do we call it? Take it or leave Take it. Take it or leave it. That's what it is. God, it's been two weeks since we've done the show. And it feels and like this forever. Is, and this is I probably are only our second show in four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, th- I think there was, a, there was a little break between the last one as well. Yeah. There was a couple weeks. I'm trying to even want to give another hot take. You absolutely should give a hot take. People like the hot takes. That was a really big hot take I gave in the last episode. It's a great one. You got to follow it up with another good one. It doesn't have to be as like... Doesn't have to be such a touchy detail as abortion, but it can be a hot take. Starbucks and cops. That's a good one. Such bullshit. It is a good one. Um, and you're you are you are uh, talking about explain to people who don't know what you're talking about here. Yeah, I got to broadcast for a second, don't I? Yeah. Don't ju- don't just use the big voice. Tell people what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, I forgot. Was this down in Dallas somewhere? I thought it was Arizona. Maybe it was Arizona. Anyway. Six cops came in to get a to get a coffee at Starbucks like they do every day before they before they go start their shift. Okay, sure, perfectly normal. A perfectly normal thing to do. Mm-hmm. Most people do it. They go get a Starbucks every day because they like it because yep. it's delicious. Yep. Someone in the store was offended and they were scared. Offended by police officers, the same yeah, people they that were, protect them. Yeah, they were they were scared for their lives that all those police officers were in there and they were going to get them. So the Starbucks people kicked them out. The Starbucks manager made a bad choice, made a bad decision, man. That's they've made a couple bad. They make choices up, they make a couple general. of bad choices. I don't know, and I don't know why. And of course, you know the the corporate, the the, the corporate response is we're gonna, you know, we'll handle this. We'll you know, look into this. Yeah, we'll look into this. This isn't what we stand for. Of course, we want you. Of course, we want the cops to to sure. come here. Yeah, but now once once it's out of the bag, I've always said once it's out, it's out, it's out. Just like with what Nike has done. With with taking down shoes and stuff because of Colin Kaepernick, that's I I'm you know whatever side of the fence you land on, that's fine. But you you know dictating what kind of shoes people can wear is outrageous to me. It's there was outrageous. a there was a magic combination in in both of those situations. 
Actually, more so in the Starbucks situation. You had a stupid customer mm. and a stupid manager. Yeah. So you get two stupid people making stupid decisions. Mm-hmm. It's like those cops aren't bothering anybody. They were just there getting a cup of coffee. And, and honestly, what happened to the day of if you're so bothered by something, why don't you get up and leave? Right. You know, if you don't like what's on TV or if you don't like what's on the radio or whatever, just don't watch it or don't listen I have done or it. leave. I have been in a bar plenty of times when someone has walked in that I really don't care for. And you just leave. And I leave. I don't say, this is my bar. And you certainly, you know, I mean, come on. They're cops. What are you, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? I would have, that would have, that's why I could never be a manager for Starbucks. If somebody came up to me and said something like that, I would have just like, laughed and walked you. away and not understood what they're talking about. I, yeah. Everyone wants their five minutes of fame. Everyone wants to, you know, say F the establishment, but I'll tell you what, man, the minute you say F the establishment, just remember that when somebody's breaking in your house or somebody's, you know, doing something wrong by you without them, it's fucking chaos, dude. It's chaos. So it, it think goes, about that before you go against it, the cops. It goes back to the 1% deal that we've, that we've yeah, all, that always talked about. Yeah. 1% of cops are bad. Yes. I'm going to believe that. And probably, a, probably right around that number. Yeah, but 1% of citizens are bad. Right. Right? So 1% it, of everybody is bad, and they ruin it for everybody. 1% of doctors are bad. 1% of dentists are bad. And, 1% they, ruin the, of, and they ruin everything for yes, everybody. Yes. 1% of car salesmen are bad. Right. Where they're literally just out to you know to tag you for whatever they can get. They don't care how stupid your you know, decision is. They just want to make money. It's just how it goes, man. That's how people, you know, 1% is 1%. This home run derby he is barely incredible. just tied it. He barely he he hit a shot into the first row of right field. Jock and, Peterson, yeah, Jock Peterson, and tied it. So now they're going on to a, another sudden death here after being tied at thirty seven home runs. So what is your what is your what are your what is your overall takeaway from it? Would, would you, would, oh, I said it. Stupid, a stupid customer, stupid manager. And so those two people may, may, may get together and make a really, really bad decision. Bigger question. Does it stop you or what does it make you think about Starbucks? Like, does it does stop it you from my getting opinion. it? Does it change yeah. my opinion? See, I'm the Because it's, it's a 1%. Like, people are like, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to wear Nike because of Colin Kaepernick's thing. It's like, Shut you know, up. Nike's just an idiot. I mean, it's an idiot move and it, it's just a dumb move in general. No, they did it to boost their stock. Their stock went up last yes. week. Every, yeah, it always seems to go together. It's it's just fucking amazing. Yeah, nobody's paying attention to it. It's I bet Starbucks to... stock went up last week too. Yeah, it's a way to keep yourself relevant in the news. My voice is getting high pitched. We'll be right back with more of the St. Louis Happy Hour podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Take a seat, right over there. Sat on the stairs, stay or leave. The cabinets are bare, and I'm unaware of just how we got into this mess. Got so aggressive. Back with segment two of the St. Louis Happy Hour Podcast, St. Louis Podcast Network, STLPodcast.com. Andy Hansel and John Alpina Sander alongside. I'm still so uh, caught into this home run derby currently. And again, I know this will air whenever, but the home run derby 2019. Vlad Guerrero in the semifinals against Jock Peterson, and he just won going 40 home runs in the semifinals. 40. Plus his 29 in the first. He said 69, 69 home runs. runs tonight. And Jock Peterson lost, hitting 68. This was like a once-a-decade thing. Josh Hamilton didn't even get close to this, but it was it was a similar kind of performance that, yeah. that had... Because like, I remember... 
Twitter was pretty new at that point, mm-hmm. and it started, and I was on it, and people were saying, oh, Hamilton has 12, 13, 14, right. and like, oh, it's right, and, that's, and, I, and I flipped it on yeah. to check it out. And that would have been back in 2008 at Yankee Stadium was when Hamilton did that. And that's a small little yard yeah. compared to... I think I think I think I think the Jake is kind of a big it's kind of a, a big cavernous yeah. park. Yeah. So you gotta ma- you gotta mash it. Song of the Summer last year, The Middle by Zed Marin Morris and Gray. Love this song still. She's got a great voice. Great I didn't voice. realize she was a country artist. You didn't know that? Huh. We actually saw her live when we went and saw uh, Sam Hunt we saw and somebody else. Two or three years ago, over out at uh, Riverport or whatever the hell it's called, uh, the hell is it called? The Amphitheater? It's called. I believe it's called the Horizon. Hollywood. No, it's called Hollywood. The Hollywood Casino Amphitheater. Now I'm just naming companies now. Right next, I didn't realize that that's where they're building the new Blues Complex. Is right there along that that drag down really? back to the casino. Yeah, that's that's that big complex you're building. There is the uh, is the new uh, the new Maryland Heights Ice Complex. Nice. It's a good spot. Great spot. It's a real nice spot. Easy in and out. Yeah, it's a real nice spot. You an ice skater? Do you like ice skating? Here's the deal. Uh, I love ice skating. I have, I've, uh, I've never attempted to stop. Oh, I can stop like a hockey stop. I've never tried. I can it. do that. I know I can because yeah. I snowboarded I should, and I skied that, for twenty I take, years. I take that back. I could do it twenty years ago. The last time I was on skates. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I guess I was on skates maybe like five. 10 so years I, had ago. A, Jesus, I had a, I had a, I had a gig lined up to where I was going to be the Friday night DJ down at the East Alton Ice Arena. Nice. They have they have they have public sessions every night, uh, every Friday night and Saturday from like six to, like six to seven forty five or seven to eight forty five. Yeah. So I was, I was gonna go down there and plug into their PA system and just play some music and screw around with the kids and mm. have a little bit of fun with it. And they you know, before they even got started, they pulled the plug on it for some reason. I, I don't really? know, I don't know what happened, but anyway. So they were so it's just open skate, open kind of skate deal. kind of deal. Nice. And so I was talking to the to the owner or the manager of the rink. I was like, I was like, should I should I buy some skates? He goes, no, don't do it. He goes, I said, well, I said, you should be a pretty good skater. He goes, used to being the operative word. He says, you know, you you could try it if you want. Like I know I'm going to try again with my daughter. But yeah. Now you got me kind of worried that I might suck so bad. I really just can't stop. Well, just I mean, you you can you can always do the the Y stop. Yeah, the pie. The pie stop. Yeah, you can do that. I mean, I should be able to do it. I can snowboard and ski, which is all doing that. I've just never attempted it. But I, again, I didn't realize how long it's been now. You actually, I laughed at you saying twenty years. It's probably been fifteen years. I yeah. think I might have been about eighteen. Yeah, the last 18, time I've been eighteen on or nineteen, maybe twenty. <sighs> Jesus, time goes, man. Doesn't it? Lauren and I were talking about that. Like, uh, I mean, it's like literally time isn't fast forward now. Now that we got the kiddo and the jobs and everything going on, it's like literally time isn't fast forward. I'm sure it has to do with with my with my weight, but my Anytime I do that kind of activity, mm. my lower back locks up. Mm-hmm. The muscles just lock up. Yeah. Well, I'm your sure legs it's probably get tight, which then no, that the, locks no, up my back. No, the legs are fine. Really? The legs are fine. Yeah. It's just that lower back yeah. that just kind of just kind of goes, Yeah. Uh-uh. So when my lower back hurts, it's always my legs. That's why I wondered about that. I can do it, and it, it, and I, can, I, I have no problem playing golf. But if I try to go to the range and hit balls for more than forty-five minutes to an hour, I'll back, lock. I'll lock up. Hurt. Yep. Like literally lock up or just hurt. Like you'll shut down. It'll lock up. Really? Yeah. Where I, I mean, I'll have to like sit down. Usually, sitting down takes. You know, we'll relieve. We'll stretch them back out again. Really. Or laying on the ground. Yeah. And doing some crossovers. You know, yeah. With you know, 
to stretch it out. Yeah, to stretch it back out again. Wow. Yeah. God, I can't believe it's, now that you say it, it's been it's been 15 years since I've been on skates. I'd love to get to a point again where that doesn't hurt anymore. Because <laughs> it sucks. Yeah. Because I love being active. Yeah. Look, I love the, doing that kind of stuff. Listen to this crazy thing. So I had a I had a best friend. Uh, uh, his name's Jake. Uh, we were best friends in high school and everything, and then we, uh, you know, just didn't see each other after high school, college. I moved away, things like that, and whatnot. And I hadn't seen him for like twelve years, dude. And I ran into him randomly at Quick Trip in Eureka while I was working there a couple weeks ago. And he's not. He was in town randomly, living from Tennessee. Oh really? Yeah. Like, what are the likelihood? So we reconnected, and now like we're back to like talking, dude. It's as if it's no cool. time passed, but it's literally been like fifteen years. That's a fun thing. Yeah, it's awesome. It really is awesome. Like we, and it was, like and it, you didn't miss a beat. It's like we didn't miss a beat. And it wasn't a Facebook misconnection either. It was no. just you know, we just kind of ran each other randomly. So random. I was at Quick That's Trip. That's cool. I mean, he's he's six foot five, so it's he's like you know he's like a Vince Vaughn tall type yeah. person. So it's like when you see somebody, even after fifteen years, you're like, I think this is that guy. Like I yeah. looked right oh. at him, and I go, "I'm pretty sure this is him." So I just said, "Hey, what's up?" And it was him, and it was you know reconnected. But that's awesome. Yeah, it is. Honestly, I was telling Lauren about it. it's cool. Like now I talk sports with him, and we just you know go back and forth. It's a good time. We were talking about this crazy shit with the NBA. Yeah, like a lot of people aren't NBA people in St. Louis, which is fine. You know, I get it. We don't have a team. Hang on, before you go there, yeah, I, I did want to bring up one thing, and then we can go because I do want to talk because even as me as the casual NBA fan, yeah. my jaw's on the floor about what's been happening over the past few weeks. Yeah. Did you go to any of the Fair St. Louis concerts recently? I haven't been since like maybe 2005. Was like the last So time negative. Yeah. So this year they had I think they had Randy Hauser and Brett Young uh-huh. Country Acts on Friday night. Right. And then they had Keith Sweat and Johnny Gill on Saturday night. Or no, no, that was sorry. Thursday night was where the Country Acts. Johnny or Keith Sweat and Johnny Gill on Friday night, which is all R&B. Uh-huh. Like 90s R&B. Yeah, and then they had uh, baby making music. Yeah, right. Saturday night they had the, the Flaming Lips and wow, somebody else. I can't think of it. Pretty this solid is, lineup for St. Louis. Pretty solid. Well, that's kind of my point. How the great events have fallen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember seeing. I've seen. Well, they a, don't pay. They don't pay. They don't pay like the other events do. They used to. Yeah, they used to, but they don't own it anymore. Not anymore, they don't. And that's oh. and that's the problem. Right. Like I, was, I, I saw Ray Charles at VP Fair one time, or Fair St. Louis. Saw the Beach Boys, saw Hootie yep. and the Blowfish, I think saw... Beach, I think Beach Boys played just about every year, because I think everybody's seen the Beach Boys at Fair St. Louis. Really? Yeah. I uh, saw <laughs> Black Eyed Peas there. Yeah. Seen quite I know Hart shows. played there a few years ago. Yeah. That would have been a good show. Yeah. 1982, estimated... Like a real 1.5 million people showed up on the arch ground to see Elton John. I could see that. I would go to see Elton John. I would love to see Elton. We saw Rocket Man. Did you ever see it? I did see it. It's great. Okay. I was totally caught off by it though. So like, for those who don't know, Rocket Man is done more in the style of Chicago or like it's La a musical. La Land. Yeah. Hang on, but I want to. We'll, okay, we'll go to that. I like, no, you're fine. Because I, 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 I want to talk about that too. Yeah. So they 1.5 million people show up to St. Louis. It was so crowded that they couldn't that they couldn't get Elton John back to the to the uh, in his limo to the backstage area on the Arch grounds. There were so many people. 1.5 million is a ton of people. I mean, that totally overflowing. I don't know. I don't know where they were all standing right at that time. They dressed him up as a St. Louis City cop 
and walked him through the crowd. Are you serious? And, and only like a dozen people recognized him. Really? Yeah. I had no idea. It had rained that day. People were standing on the arch grounds four inches deep to their ankles in mud. Just wanted to see him. Then I read a story, too, that there was a guy who was standing on his cooler, sunk his cooler forced uh, almost all the way into the ground. <laughs> so he could just keep his feet dry. Yeah. That's actually smart. That's actually very smart. And then they put hay down. So then it smelled like a barn. Yeah. So you had all these stinky people because it was like 110 degrees, too. Sure. Stinky people. Rain. Rain. Hay. Hay. Sweat. Sweat. Mm. Nastiness. Nice. To see Elton John. And I guess it was a hell of a show. Sure it was. Although, I, said, I guess he got, he got mad at the crowd because they, he was playing too much of his new stuff at the beginning. Yeah. They wanted to hear the classics. That's the worst part, though, of a concert when somebody releases a new album that you're not a big fan of and you want to hear the hits. And yeah. They make you wait till like the very end. Yeah. Like we went and saw, uh, we went and saw Sean Mendez. Uh, yeah, you were telling me about week. that. And Lauren and I like five of his songs because we're way too old of a demographic to be listening. Right. Uh, but we liked the five songs. And I'll tell you one thing. Uh, the place was crazy, dude. Nuts. First off, we were the oldest people by like a decade that didn't have kids at the arena. Uh, but it was was it just crawling with with pretty little babies? It's literally what it's <laughs> like literally. I figured that is what it must have been like to watch an NSYNC concert or a Backstreet Boy concert yeah. back in the day. It was really crazy, man. Or a Britney Spears concert. They gave them bracelets that everyone got a bracelet that would light up when the song would get oh, going. Cool. Like it's so like the whole arena looked like it was on fire. They dude. did that at um, I think they did it for uh, Stanley Cup Final Games at both St. Louis really? and Boston. Yeah. And he's a hell of a musician. Was he good? Super good, dude. All right, Rocket Man. Your Rocket thoughts? Man. I loved it. I was totally caught off guard that it was a full-on musical, though. Yeah, I was too. So I, I wasn't against that part of it. I was like... So, like, Lauren and I were talking, and she's like, well, what else would you have done differently? And I'm like, well, I would like to have been more like Bohemian Rhapsody, which was less musical. But I don't know how you tell the story of those songs like they did without doing it in a musical form. Right. Because, like, I had no idea, like, for those who go and see it, like, you need to see it for me to, like, fully explain it. But, like, uh, the song Tiny Dancer, I never knew what it was really about. And then to see what it's really about, you know, which is his partner who wrote all of his music right. for him. I and, mean, by the way, anybody didn't know, spoiler alert, Elton didn't really write his own music. He had a best friend who did. And then Elton would perform it. No, Elton wrote the music. Right, he didn't write Bernie the lyrics. Toppin wrote, Bernie Toppin wrote the lyrics. Lyrics, sorry. That that's is not, that's not a spoiler. That's, that's, that should be well I didn't known. know that. I had oh, really? no idea. And by the way, the first CD I ever owned was Elton John's Greatest Hits. True story. The way Elton John sings the lyrics yes. makes you believe that they are his. Yes. He owns them. Yeah. He absolutely owns them. But it's and so it's very, very difficult to believe that somebody else wrote those lyrics. But, but like, it when was you all hear Bernie those Taupin. songs, like Honky Cat, I had no idea what it was about. And then like you you watch them play it out through the musical. Yeah. It's like the plot of the song. And like Tiny Dancer, I was amazed. I, I had no idea. I'd love the songs for my entire life, they but took I had some, no idea. They took some liberties with some of the timing sure. of the way songs of the way songs were released. And yes. So they they had certain songs released earlier. Yes. Certain songs released later than what they really were, but it was just you know, it's part to of explain, the, it's part of the story. Yeah. I, I thought it was really good. Like I said, when you go in expecting the style of Bohemian Rhapsody, it's not. and it's more of the style of Chicago, yes. you're caught off guard. But I thought that kid, Taron Egerton, the one who played Elton John, was spectacular. I thought he was spectacular. He is incredibly talented. And I had no idea about like Elton John's hatred f- between his mother and his father and him. Like, There's some real, uh, you know, we do therapy talk all the time. 
Andy's dancing for anybody wondering right now. And all that jazz. Oh shit! <laughs> like this isn't what it, this wasn't an Elton no, John. No, not the Elton John. I know, like I, that was the only thing that caught me off guard. Like Lauren and I were sitting there, and it's like the first couple minutes it starts singing. Yeah, and so I look and over, like, and, oh. and I look over at Kelly, and I go, "Shit, it's a musical." She goes, "It's fine, stop it," because she because she likes it. They love musicals. I thought it was great. I thought the movie was really well done. I thought the acting. I loved was great. it too. I really liked it a lot. And have you seen, have you seen yesterday yet? No, not yet. No, yeah, that's, we haven't had a chance to do anything. That's next for us. Really? Um, my dad saw it. He goes, "You'd love it." Really? Absolutely. That's the Beatles one we previewed yeah. before. Yeah. yeah, that one looks really good. That looks really good. So, I wanted we wanted to see John Wick three. We were going to go see yeah. that, but you haven't seen that, right? Nope. Yeah. Said so. we're uh, you know, I think we talked about this last time that we are doing. We're watching all the Marvel movies in order. Yeah, we're and we're at? up to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. We have to start that one. Nice. So, so what, we're, we're 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 ten we're ten movies in. Okay, and it. There's 22 or 21, so okay. we're about we're about halfway through. And what do you think of some of the ones you've seen Love since? Love them. Isn't it funny how you get drawn in? Yeah, Guardians of the Galaxy was really cute and really yeah. and really it's and, really and, good. Yeah, really really good stuff. That's what essentially made Chris Pratt the gigantic movie star he is now. Absolutely, he married a Schwarzenegger, by the way. Chris Pratt did he really? Yeah, I don't know which one it was. I think it's maybe it's one of his daughters, but she's a doll. Huh? She's a doll. Yeah, he was married to Anna Faris, the girl from Scary Movie, right. for a long time. But yeah, so uh, yeah, so we're so we're still having fun with that. Yeah, I need. To, I have so we're knee deep in Game of Thrones, knee deep, like we're in it to win it right now. They're so oh, so so you have not gone on to Stranger Things yet. You have not started Stranger Things. No. So you like that? Well, here's the, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've only seen the first episode of the first season, so I'm going to watch a recap. Okay, I'm going to watch a recap of season one. So we found like a 15 minute recap of it. Right. So I'm going to watch that. Then we're gonna watch. Then I'm gonna watch season two because I don't think Kelly's watched season two yet either. Okay. And then we're gonna get into season three. I I, I don't know. I just kick it into sci-fi stuff. My dad's got me hooked on another one. Bosch. It's on Amazon. Yep. Uh, it's about the detective Harry Bosch, who was in the Michael Connelly books. Okay. Uh, and he's a detective in L.A. And it's it's really really good, really good. Matt Berger told me to watch a show. It's on Showtime right now. It stars Russell Crowe as Roger Ailes. Yes, yes. It's called the Loudest Voice. Roger Ailes was at NBC, and then when that helps, and then he came over to help start the help Rupert, to help Rupert Murdoch start Fox News Channel. Yes, and I have it recorded. I just know that I bet in, it's spectacular. I just know that in the first episode, all they talk they talk a lot about. Rupert wanted to make it like a really a straight and narrow, mm-hmm. like a true straight and narrow news organization. He goes, well, do you want viewers? Right. Well, sure I do. He goes, well, then you're not going to do that. You can't that. do it that. Yeah. <laughs> so, you got to sensationalize everything. And so and that's what Roger Ailes did is, he, is that he, the, and he is the reason why Fox News is the whatever you, however you. The monster what, that it is. The and monster. It, well, perfect and you perfect can look adjective. At the, and you can look at it either way. Monster in terms of you hate it or monster in terms of how big it is. Right. Whatever. Whichever, whatever whichever, your way whichever you, you want to interpret <laughs> yeah, forget. how do you want to interpret it? Like, I watched uh, another one I've started watching. I just saw one episode of it. It's called Barry, and it's on HBO. It's with Bill Hader from Saturday Night Live. I think you were telling me, I think you were telling me about this. And he is a he plays a contract killer, so he gets paid to kill people, and okay. he falls in love with acting, and he wants to be an actor now. <laughs> but he's busy having to contract kill people while he's trying to become an actor in L.A. It's pretty good, dude. I watched the first episode, and I was in. What is your favorite Bill Hader impression? Do you have one? Uh, when he plays the old man uh, reporter, the old man reporter, Keith Morrison on Dateline, it's my favorite. It's my favorite because he'd like hit him in the face with the microphone. Do you know which one I'm talking about? There's one with Justin Timberlake where he's literally like, 
he smacks Justin Timberlake in the face with the microphone like multiple times. He's like, yeah. The only one I've ever really been able to find is the one where Bill Hader, uh, Keith Morrison. Here, hang on. It's literally, that's one of my favorite. I mean, obviously, I liked Stefan. That was funny. But, like, it wasn't near as funny to me as the old man character uh, reporter. Where they'd be, he would say like terribly racist shit that was like not with the times. He would say terrible things like if a woman would get it, it's not racist. He would, but he would say like, "Get back in the kitchen, woman." And it's like Jesus, man, you know, because he's like stuck. All right, wait, hold on. We're thinking somebody else. I know who this is though, but we're thinking something else. A Keith Morrison special investigation. Herb Welch. Real life crimes and stories of real people in bad situations. That's my guy. Elroy Valentine was an ordinary man who went out one day to catch a bass, but instead he caught a case of murder. It's the mystery of the chopped up guy. Wait, are we recording this? Yeah. Walking along the lake one morning, and I saw something floating on the surface. Ah. Was it Wilson the volleyball? <laughs> no, it, it was an arm. Ah. Did he slap you five? No, it, it was a dead arm from a dead body. Oh, that's terrible. You seem kind of psyched. No, I'm <laughs> So the whole premise is that Keith Morris, I mean, it, it, it's terribly exaggerated. But if you watch him, he always has, you know, just these crazy murder stories on Dateline on Friday nights. Yeah. And he's like... <laughs> and he kind of talks just in a real folksy style like that. Yeah. And he acts kind of excited about things. Like, yeah. so I'll let it continue for a little but bit. But I wasn't bombed. I was stoked. Police suspected a local drifter named Diego Pops. <laughs> que pasa, Diego? Tell me, what happened? What can I say? I like to kill. Kill like a comedian at the Apollo? <laughs> <laughs> no, like murder. Ah. <laughs> So I waited for Elroy, and when I saw him, I took a machete. Oh, you gotta. <laughs> and I hacked him to death. And I'm the one who did it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Diego confessed, but let's ignore that. Because this is an hour show, so we've got to stretch this out. <laughs> because it's Dateline, there's only one photo to use. There it is again, floating down. Next, we talk to the coroner. I did the autopsy. Ooh. Describe stuff. Well, the victim had been bludgeoned and dismembered. Uh-huh. <laughs> Normally, in murders this severe, we suspect a crime of passion. Ga, ga, ooh, rah, rah. <laughs> so, see, I was thinking somebody Can totally different. Hey, I'll fold we'll, we'll to that one here in a second. No. Wow, baby, sad. But why would someone want to kill Elroy Valentine? Diego said he was having an affair with Elroy's beautiful wife, Marfa. But I met Marfa, and beautiful should have sarcastic quotes around. Oh, my God. <laughs> Marfa, you're an unattractive woman. Why would a man kill for you? I told Diego he was a real bad. He would get an axe. Uh-huh. <laughs> and chop up my husband. Oh, no. 
And then I would let him stick his dong right up in my dump hole. (laughs) I must paint you. That's the one. But some questions still remain. Yeah, so the one I always knew was Herb Welch. Okay, well, let's watch a little bit of this one, too. (laughs) And he plays an old man reporter. You're watching WXPD News, New York. Good morning, everyone. I'm Jack Rizzoli. And I'm Wanda Ramirez. Our top story today, residents of an Upper East Side co-op are outraged this morning after management failed to remove dangerous falling ice from the outside of the building. Veteran reporter Herb Welch, who is celebrating his 71st year with the station, is on the scene. Hello, Herb. Hello, Jack. (laughs) Now tell us, Herb, what is the mood where you are? They changed the 8 a.m. service to a Spanish mass, so I'm not doing too well. No. No, not your mood, Herb. Uh, Not your mood, Herb. I'm asking, Uh, how are the residents of that building? I got some lady. Uh, who, Who are you? My name is Cynthia Coraline Aronowitz. Oh, pick a name. <laughs> he looks like Harry Carey. All right, what happened? <laughs> Ever since the storm, melting icicles have been falling onto the street, and I was almost hit on my way to work. What are you, a, a cigarette girl? <laughs> no, I don't smoke. Look, this ice is dangerous, and no one is doing anything about it. Well, there you have it. You call it a bikini, but I call it too far. Back to you, Jack. <laughs> Herb, Herb, stay on topic, Herb. Okay? What? Stay on topic. You know, ask your source uh, if anyone's been injured or something don't, like that. Don't direct me, you Tyrak. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey. Hey. <laughs> Who, who's injured? <laughs> no one. Thank God. It's only a matter of time before someone is hurt or worse. You think this uh, Bella Fonte kid ought to, you know, pipe down? (laughs) Got me in the mouth. Herb, Herb, have residents lodged a formal complaint with the co-op board? Oh, this lady. Herb, (laughs) Herb, ask her. Shouldn't you be changing hotel linen somewhere? No, no Herb. Herb, oh, Wanda is a respected journalist. Now ask the question. Uh, you stink on ice. <laughs> Look, our co-op president is right over there, and she has repeatedly ignored our requests. She even sent a memo telling us not to speak with reporters. See, that, that is slander. I've done nothing of the sort. <laughs> right, and that's the news. For GI Radio, this is Private Herbie Welch reminding you to keep your socks dry. No, no, no. No, Herb, Herb, do the story. Do it. Do the story, please. I'll do this. All right. Come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. Tell me, sir, uh, how much uh, you fit in all this? I'm a woman. Woman, well, let me see. Herb. No. No, come on. Herb. If you ever want to watch this, it's Herb Welch falling ice. Sarah Herb.
Oh, man. He's about to start laughing. Come on. Don't worry, man. There's... There's always a life in the church. Dinosaur. Uh, get away from me. Hey, no, come on, Herb. Herb. That guy attacked me. Well. <laughs> it's pretty good, man. Herb Welch. I'm telling you, it's pretty good. I don't know. I uh, I always, so I was listening to a podcast with Bill Hader, and he was being interviewed, and he was, uh, I didn't know this, he's from Oklahoma, and the very first time he ever had like a taste of celebrity was he went to dinner at his buddy's house, and his buddy was... Uh, related to Janine Triplehorn, or Jean Triplehorn, Jeannie Triplehorn, Jeannie yeah, Triplehorn, and uh, she brought Bill, Ben Stiller to the house for dinner. Oh, really? And he walked over and he was like, "Oh my God, it's Ben Stiller!" And he literally ended up going to dinner and a movie with Ben Stiller and Jeannie Triplehorn when he was a young kid in Oklahoma. Jeannie Triplehorn was also um, in. She was Tom Cruise's wife in. Oh my God! The first, the first John Grisham movie. Rainmaker? No. Rain Man. Not Rain Man. After Rain Man. Oh, my God. Uh, The Client. No. No. The Firm. The Firm. That's it, yeah. All right, so this is, we might edit this out, but this is Bill Hader on with Jimmy Kimmel, and he talks about some of his celebrity, his most obscure impressions. Thank you. I hey, let it run. I decide to dress up for you, Yeah, Jimmy. you look nice. I know. I've never I get seen nervous. you like this. Really I know. I get before. nervous when I see you, and I want to I wanna look nice for you, Have man. you ever been uh, attacked by an animal? Um, no, but I, when I was, uh, I used to work, uh, or work, I used to live in this place in L.A. that had the, like, the, uh, you know, the wash and dryer in the back that was in, like, this little shed. Oh. And th- it didn't have a light. It just had a little bucket with a flashlight in it. And I would go out there late at night to do my laundry, and then I would turn the flashlight on, and you would hear, like, a... Yeah. <laughs> like... And then I'd look over, and then right over by the dryer, you'd just see a possum tail. Just oh, my f- God. Oh. And I was like, ah, 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 all right, it. <laughs> I would not be doing laundry. And I just wore dirty clothes all like 2000 to 2006, just dirty clothes. Aside from the wildlife, what was your apartment like? Was it... A nice place? No. <laughs> it was an efficiency. They didn't even call it, you know, a studio. It was like you open the door and it was just... <laughs> just the door, right? The, the far wall was right there. And then I, you know, it was terrible. Was it in a bad neighborhood? Where was it? It was in an awful neighborhood. It was in Westwood. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. It You're was lucky to be alive. Rough. <laughs> it was so hard. Those UCLA students are so mean. Especially on Thursday nights. Oh, oh my goodness. S- not enough movie theaters. <laughs> I was terrified. <laughs> Did you live by yourself? I assume you were uh, by yes, yourself. Yes, I lived by myself. Yeah. That's why I was so scared. <laughs> I know everybody always asks you to do impressions, and I'm sure that's annoying, but... Yes. When you... <laughs> <laughs> I have a little something I want to throw at you, oh, because... brother. You do a lot of impressions that a lot of people do, and then you do them better than other people do them, like right. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, thanks. So. You know, those kind of things. Yeah. Al Pacino. Yeah. I'm not asking oh, you to do... No. <laughs> what I would like you to do, if you would, is to think and to dip in, as deep into your bag as you can... <laughs> For the most obscure impression that you do. Maybe even someone we have never heard of. Uh, that'll be fun for yeah. you guys. Uh, no, you know what? Uh, <laughs> do you remember? 
<laughs> I did the guy on Dateline. You remember the guy Keith Morrison? Yes, I do. I love Dateline. Do you guys watch Dateline? <laughs> do you really watch? <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite show. It's the only. T- I love true crime shows. And Keith Morrison has that real folksy kind of way of talking. He's like, "Saw so your, you saw your father shot in the face." <laughs> and I go, well, that must have been a while. <laughs> and, uh, the other people on it I love is Josh Mankiewicz. Oh, wow. he, Josh Mankiewicz is the best because he kind of has, has a like a stuffy nose. <laughs> <laughs> he always go. He's always in Aruba. It's like the guy killed someone in, in Cabo San Lucas. That's mine. Like he always gets the best. <laughs> and then uh, and he goes. Uh, he always says you could have a drinking game with this every time he'll go. He'll do this. He goes. So you found a dead. Now most people when they find a dead body in their house they call nine one one. You didn't do that. Did you? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be driving around my car going, you didn't do that, did you? <laughs> I do it with my kids now. You didn't clean your room, did you? <laughs> and, then, uh, and then the other guy's Dennis Murphy on there. The guy, he has Dennis Murphy. <laughs> Dennis Murphy has this real kind of sing-song way of talking. <laughs> but he always gets things. He's like an old kind of news reporter. He always gets stories about, like, young kids, like, murdering each other or something. So I'll be like, you know, Katie and Kara were BFFs. <laughs> he goes, they had just bought the new Future album that had just dropped, and they were smoking Kush and twerking. <laughs> like, just trying to fit in. He's like, their LOLs quickly turned to WTFs. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Wow, well done. Right off the top of my head. <laughs> Dateline impressions I've ever heard. I know. I'm so glad I could do them here, honestly, because no one. And Lester Holt's the other guy. Oh, you do Lester Holt? Well, Lester Holt oh. introduces the show. Right. So it's weird because he's like, I'm Lester Holt. <laughs> I introduce the people introducing the show. I guess we're supposed to feel like Lester's the host, even though he takes he's there for like it's four like, it's seconds. Not, yeah, it's not the news. Relax. <laughs> Isn't it weird that Lester still has to do that gig? Yeah, it's like he starts to leave and like, whoa, 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 Lester, no, 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 no. Where are you going, buddy? You got to go against this brick wall and you need you to talk about the murder people. Do your kids do impression? Do you, and do you do them for them? Anyway, I, I just think that's absolutely hilarious. That is good. Now, what was the guy's name? Was I going to go? Herb. Herb Welch. Herb Welch, Okay. So there was a guy here in St. Louis, his name, and he was about on the air for 75 years, and his name was John Auble. <laughs> oh, no. It's coming up right away. That's not good. Oh, let's see here. So Newsbeat. Newsbeat, 1980. Let me find something a little more recent, because I mean, this is exactly what John Auble looked like. Just like wearing a an overcoat with his tie undone and he's just really out hard scrabbling reporting. He's just really taking that journalism seriously. Yep. But he was like that, you know, hitting people yeah. in the face with a microphone. I can't find anything here. But anyway, he, so before they developed all the warehouses over here on 255 and 270, it was just really just empty farmland and the overpass where the road goes now was over a, a, a waterway called the County Ditch. 
Okay. There was a sign that said County Ditch. Yeah. Well, John Awell did a story on the County Ditch. Oh, God. And it was just kind of silly. So that, that is my favorite one. It's the Herb Welch one. That it, it really is. He was, uh, that was a really great skit by him. This is a tribute to John Awell. I just, I just, wow, two years just ago. passed, yeah. That's life. There he is. That's Leighton. Oh, wow. That's what all the people yeah, say. Yeah, I remember him. You're riding high in April. So I don't even think it's, I think it's just video with music in the background. Yeah. Look at him, though, in his sport coat. Good for him. That's old school journalism, though. That's back in the day, man. Absolutely, man. Back when they people respected journalism. Now it's a joke. But yeah, he was just one of those old school guys too. Yeah, yeah. you don't see too. There was a guy. Remember, do you remember Herb Humphreys? Yeah, Night Herb Side. Humphreys, Nightside. Yeah, I remember him. I'm trying to think of who else. There's all kinds of good stuff. But they were talking about. Um, they were talking about the Cape Girardeau Paducah television market and the Fayetteville television market. Yeah. And, and somewhere to somewhere to the Alpena market. Well, and I was in Fort Smith, Arkansas too. Yeah, yeah. And so, and the, Tim and Doug were talking about how the salary down there though. You're a celebrity down there in those smaller towns. You are a celebrity. You for being on newscaster it, are you're, a celebrity. Yeah, you're on TV. It's crazy. It is so weird, man. Like you're. I mean, like, do I'm people not buy gonna, stuff? Kind of celebrity. Oh, yeah, in bars. When we when I would go out, so I was a producer in yeah. Arkansas. Right. So I would go out. I was friends with the sports director. Uh, his name's Bobby, and I was friends with him. And obviously, I dated Katie, who was a reporter there, and all those people. And we would go out to bars, and Katie would get drinks bought for her all the time, not just being a girl, but because people were like infatuated that she was on TV. And then Bobby, who was like you, he's like a six foot four tall burly guy. Yeah. You know that played football for college and stuff and then he was now the sports director and people would buy him everything they loved him which dude that's the best part like being a newscaster in a big city is kind of forgotten now but back and still in those smaller towns you're like a you're like you know the show which is awesome there's nothing like small town television small town radio man yeah it's great stuff that was the first taste of radio i ever had was bobby goes hey you want to be on my sports show and i was like more than anything really Yeah. yeah could not and i did it for one show and i was like this is the single greatest thing i've ever experienced in my life ever which is being on the air yeah ever yeah, i it's, never felt it's, it's anything a rush like man it. it's a great nothing, rush nothing like it honestly god i it was the i i still remember the saturday morning because i had helped him I, I wanted to get out of producing news to get on the sports side of things and i wanted to get my my ass in front of a television so it's like the best way for me to get that done was to work for the sports department for sure. free and I would literally videotape all the football games for a Friday night in uh-huh. high school, which it's like, you know, uh, Friday night football in Arkansas is like the biggest deal ever. High it's a huge sports. deal. High huge, huge deal. is the world. And uh, I remember doing that. And after we finished on a Friday night, he's like, yeah, man, you want to come down and do this radio show in the morning? I'm like, I've never done radio. But yeah, absolutely. And it was the single, single coolest thing I'd ever done. Ever. Loved it. Probably, I have no idea how many people listen, but it was like the no, I, we followed Bo Mattingly. If you know who Bo yeah, Mattingly I know who Bo, is, yeah, Joe almost got a job with Bo Mattingly. Yeah, yeah. Down, so it was, a, it was a, a big he's deal. A, he's a big SEC guy down there. Huge. Now, Huge. was he broadcasting out of that station, or was he just syndicated on that station? Yes and yes, both. Yeah. It, was, it was like his home studio. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
Very it, cool. It was really cool to work. Bo is like SEC royalty in Arkansas. <laughs> yeah, for like those who like listen to radio or television, like ESPN stuff like that. Like he was kind of like a Paul Feinbaum. Yeah, he was a really big deal. Yeah, he was a really big deal to know. So for us to follow that show, he had a huge lead in, which is huge. So I remember thinking like, oh my god, people are actually listening to whatever my hot take was on the SEC at that point. And then we did like uh, we did like an SVP and Rosillo type of deal where we would bet the uh, the football games, the NFL games. Okay, you know, like have the spreads and then be like, all right, would you take you know Dallas versus the Eagles three and a half spread and why? And you would do that. It was a blast. I never had more fun doing that. Radio to me beats television. You know, seven days out of the week. <clears throat> Oh, I mean, and I've never even done television, but we've talked about, I mean, I've always wanted to be in the booth. Yeah. Like, I wish I would have had a career track that would have taken me into, into the truck at, like, PGA Tour events. You would have loved it. I loved it. I still loved it. To this day, it's still the most fun I've ever had yeah. was working in television and radio. Like, I think I'd be a really good director. I don't know. All right, go to camera three. All right. Ready to go. You're good to go. You're ready to start. <laughs> when, when can I hire you? The problem is they're just not paying anybody. Well, that's what, were, that's what they were talking about this morning on TMA. Right. Is that There's the no starting the, the starting salary for for a weekend anchor job in Fort Smith, Arkansas, might be eighteen thousand dollars a year. It's like nothing, man. In twenty nineteen, that's fucking poverty. I mean, man. I made twenty four five in two thousand thirteen. I made twenty four five as the main as a main producer, and that's insane. Yeah. I mean, you're a skilled college graduate. Yeah, yeah. I, I literally made, made five hundred dollars a week. And the problem is, is that. There's a thousand of you people that are willing to replace you in a heartbeat. Yeah, and so there's just yeah. so there's literally there's a ton of demand and yes. very few jobs, and so they can they can lowball everybody. Yes. Now, are those thousand people as qualified or as good as you? Yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. They'll still do the work because it's a machine, and the machine keeps going with or without you. It just yeah. does. It, you know, it's the same thing like with Coca Cola where I work now. Like, while I feel like I'm helping and doing a great job, and I'm sure I am. Like, if I'm don't show up tomorrow. They'll replace me with somebody who won't be as talented, but in a matter of time, they'll figure it out. You know what I mean? It's just a big machine. But that's just kind of it's just how it goes, man. We've touched on it a couple of times, and I keep cutting you off every time we try to go to it. But no. is this, this crazy? Is it called the Hot Stove League in the NBA? I don't think it is. I think it's just the NBA offseason. But I've never it, it, Hot Stove would be this is Hot Stove with what's, what's going on this burning year. Burning Stove. I've, I've honestly I. So I love the NBA, even though it's like a like a taboo thing to talk about in St. Louis for whatever reason. Mostly because we don't bring have, our Pelicans home. <laughs> mostly because we don't have a team. But like, what has happened here in the last three weeks of this offseason yes. is crazy. Like, you have LeBron James getting uh, Davis, Anthony Davis, Correct. and then people are like, "Oh, well, that's a big thing." And then well, it's here, like all oh, hell broke. Here, let's let's roll back here a little bit, then, and then we'll scroll up. And yeah, then we'll scroll up here. So let's. Uh, I guess we'll do post draft here. Yeah. All right. So we don't really care about that one. No, but we don't care about that one. Keep going. Okay, so right there you start getting things like okay. the Utah Jazz got Mike Connolly Jr., which is huge for them because the Jazz need somebody. But then when you go up right above that, it got topped, of course, by uh, the Miami Heat ended up getting uh, uh, Jimmy Butler. That's huge, dude. That's huge. Now they're talking that uh, with the trade of Paul George to the Clippers that uh, Russell Westbrook wants out of the Thunder. And like you said, the Thunder are selling off. They could sell off that. Not just Paul George, but Kawhi Leonard, too, goes to the Clippers. Yeah. So now the Clippers went from a joke to now they are the team to beat in the West. 
Them and the Lakers. They the, the them and the Lakers. Because Golden sure. State's out this year because of the injury to Clay and the fact that here's your, here's your here's your big Anthony Davis trade. Yeah. I mean, they're three team trade, three and that's a blockbuster trade in the NBA. Yeah. And to be honest, the only reason it was a three team trade was because uh And Lonzo Ball goes to the Pelicans. That's yeah. hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. And then there was even more where what else did we see? I mean, there's there's just been so much. Well, so then D'Angelo Russell went to Golden State, correct? And then Brooklyn got uh, both Kyrie and Kevin Durant, which was yeah, that's Kyrie Irving, Kevin Durant go to go to the which makes them the favorites in the East. And then Boogie Cousins just went and signed with the Los Angeles Lakers, and then uh, D'Angelo Russell's with Golden State now. Yeah, I mean it's crazy, man. There's stuff going on everywhere, and if Jimmy Butler. And Russell Westbrook get together to play with each other in Miami. Like, oh my God! Miami Would you, was D now, Wade still down there playing too? He just retired. This just, year. Okay. So now, now you're going to have those two. You now just made them the the head of the East if those two come together. Because I mean, who's going to beat them in the East? There's nobody. The West is wide open with all the great teams, but the East is easy. I don't know, man. I I know we don't talk NBA a lot. We don't talk a lot about, it's but not this a big NBA thing. But this but is, like, in, I mean, you're going to see a turning of the tide. Is Golden State in the finals again this year? I don't think so. No, because they don't have Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson towards ACL. Yeah, so, so there's no way. No. So they're so no. their their streak is done. So now it's their chance to be like the Lakers and Clippers. Essentially, that's who we think it'll be. Yeah, yeah I you know so that I don't know. I was what I'm most impressed by when it comes to this is like, don't you always feel let down with baseball off season? Like, don't you always just feel like they hype it up and then it's crap? Always. Almost the same thing almost always, with always, the NFL. Always. Baseball's always. the worst. NFL's pretty bad because they hype it up so big and damn near nothing changes. Uh, hockey is hit or miss. Like, sometimes there's a lot and there's nothing. But the NBA always has the ability to grab your attention with what they do. Because they do. Because it, it's, it's going to change the course of the season. It's going to change the yeah. course of the playoffs. Yeah. And it's going to determine who's the champions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you literally now have like eight teams that are available to win the championship, and every other team literally doesn't have a chance in hell, a snowball's chance in hell. There's eight teams that have a chance, and nobody else has a chance. Like, the Celtics went from having a chance, and they even got Kemba Walker, which, again, a lot of people who don't watch a lot of the NBA don't know who he is, but he's a hell of a guard. But, like, even with him, like, if the Heat get Russell Westbrook and Jimmy Butler together, like, it doesn't matter. It's over. It's already over, and they don't even know it. I hate this crap. Power rankings. Because they're so stupid. It's a way to be, fill. Because they're standings. Yeah. But when you don't have standings because it's the middle of summer, this is what you have. With By acquiring Kawhi Leonard mm-hmm. and, and, I, and, Anthony, Paul George. Uh, and Paul George. Yeah. The Clippers go from number 11 to 1. That actually sounds about right. I don't think it's wrong either. Well, and look, we didn't even talk about the 76ers. Yeah, the Sixers. What'd they do? Uh, they, got, uh, they lost Jimmy Butler, for better or for worse, but they got an extremely valuable player in turn. They, got Al, Ri- they got Al Horford. That was And huge. Josh Richardson. Yeah, yeah. And they signed Tobias Harris. They, they got a good team. They got a good team. But again, in the East, they don't have a bunch to go through. So you have the Clippers, the, the Sixers, the Lakers, the Bucks, the Jazz. It has been nothing short of one of the most impactful <laughs> weeks in NBA history. See, that guy agrees with us. He agrees. It's an impactful week. I love autoplay on this stuff, yeah. fuckers. <laughs> I'm on the air here. We're busy. Top 10. So uh, to round out the top 10, uh, Jazz, Rockets, Nuggets, Trailblazers, Celtics, and the Nets. And then look, the Warriors dropped down to 11. From number nine. They, yeah. weren't, they weren't high. And then the... Uh, no, no. What, 
down. Oh, no, they went down nine. They were two. Yeah. Well, when they lost Durant and then they tore the ACL of uh, Clay, it was over. Uh, bringing up the bottom of the uh, yeah, of the heap. Hornets are going to be bad. The Hornets are going to be bad. The Grizzlies are going to be bad. The Cavaliers. Poor Cleveland. Like, well, At well, least they got their title. They got their title. They got their title, but like LeBron should have just stayed. Really? You think so? He, I, he, left, he left once. He uh, got that taste in Miami. Come back, wrap up your careers as, a, as in Cleveland where you were. I think that's the correct move, but nowadays people don't do that. They well, no, don't because there's it. too much damn money. Yeah, and there's no loyalty to anything. I, and I will say that the owner of the Cavaliers, this is getting totally like in the weeds of like things, but the owner of the Cavaliers and LeBron did not see eye to eye. There were some real issues between the two of them. Like real issues. Dan yeah. Gilbert was a real jerk. Yeah, real jerk. Did we almost lose it? We're still going right. Andy's checking on the show to make sure it's still recording. We're not sure. Oh, it's going. It's still yeah. going. All right, We're thank good. God. We got to nothing we wanted to talk about, though, Alpina. <laughs> it's okay. That's all right, man. It's the way it happens. It's been two weeks. Yeah. Good show, right. though. I had a good time. Hope you guys enjoyed it as well. Make sure you guys subscribe. We haven't I haven't done any of my normal plug stuff at all. And we'll have a huge take it or leave it next time. Huge. But, oh, yeah, I'll take up I'll take up a, a lot of the segments. So yeah. probably be another two week break because Alpina is off to Hawaii. Hula. Hula hula. Mukalaki hiki. I know you want to leave me. <laughs> so he is off to Hawaii. Um so yeah, we won't do a show next week, but you can hear me on Sunday on five ninety the fan. 590thefan.com. So, uh, anyway, yeah, but you can listen to this program by subscribing on your favorite podcast app, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Stitcher, or Spotify. Just search STL Happy Hour. Subscribe, rate, leave a comment, tell us how much you hate the show, tell us how much you like the show, whatever it is that you want to do. Any parting thoughts, Alpina, before we uh, before we shut this thing down? No, man, I loved it. I had a good time, and the uh, you know I'm excited for the next one. For John Alpina Sander, I am Andy Hanselman. Thank you very, very much for joining us on the STL Happy Hour podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network.